The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, test, go. So, oh, yeah, I can test, test, hello, I can hello. Test, hello. 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 You can hear me in your Sean ears. Sean Hyatt. Hi. Hey, <laughs> how you feeling today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Are we already starting? Not yet. We're just doing okay. it. Just, I want to hear how loud it's going to be. Yes. I can use my podcast voice. Do you have a separate Ooh, voice? It's just really quiet. <laughs> no, I won't. I, I try That's not NPR. to. I try not to do that because I've noticed on podcasts I have a very sleepy voice. <laughs> the last time I smoked. 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 Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes, and today's guest is Sean Hyatt. Sean and I became acquainted over the years performing at the now-closed but legendary Karma Lounge. His love of comedy shines honestly through his hilarious stand-up routines that highlight the good and bad facets of his life with both wisdom and thoughtfulness. Sean hosts Group Shower, a comedy show at the clubhouse here in L.A. Ladies, gentlemen, and they, the wonderful Sean Hyatt. Let me turn the fan off. Oh, yes. It's a nice fan, though. We're so bougie with our Dyson. Um, <laughs> let me get a lighter. <laughs> this is a hot start to any podcast. <laughs> the, the sound of footsteps. Footsteps and not being prepared. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be smoking a sativa because that seems to be everybody's jam. Indica seems to scare people. Oh, yeah. It's, it'd be just a really sleepy hour <laughs> if, we, if we sat here and smoked Indica. I don't know. Indica doesn't get me too sleepy. It uh, it kind of mellows me out. Like uh, I have real bad anxiety, anyways. So it to me, it just kind of like makes me feel like a normal person. But oh, I'm the opposite. Really, I get nervous and scared and like paranoid, but yet I still do it. Mm. Sativa makes me do that, and that's why I like it. Oh, you <laughs> explain why you would like a sativa over an indica. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like um, it's like you feed off anxiety, right? You know, like sometimes like you need like that, like pressure, you know, and like if I smoke an indica, I'll be on the couch and like so the chill. pressure inspires. Mm hmm. Yeah. To do like writing or just anything, <laughs> just anything for once in my life. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from originally? I am from Titusville, Florida. What's that? Where's that at? What's that? <laughs> it's a shithole. Uh, no, I, I love it <clears throat> very much. Oh, there's going to be lots of coughing. We're smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it out of Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, I'll try my best not to. But I'm from a city called Titusville, and it's on the Space Coast. Mm. And um, I grew up there and went to high school there. And I went to college in Orlando, Florida. Orlando. Um, oh, yeah. And then I, I did stand up there. And then... Moved out here a couple years ago. That's why I met you. Oh, yes. Karma Lounge. Oh, my gosh. Karma Lounge. Dude, Karma Lounge is so good. I see you <laughs> at other places, but Karma Lounge is the seems to be the one where I met a lot of people over the span of a few years. A, like, lot, a, lot, of people, a lot of people went there. Coming in and out, just for mm -hmm. even a show or two. But I kind of really liked... I like harder rooms. I like rooms that are kind of difficult to eat. Like... I'm scared to go into that bar kind of room and mm. then actually get a few laughs. Even if I don't kill, mm. I feel like I nailed that night. You know, I feel like, oh, I really challenged my ass and did it, you know? Yeah, I love that room. It was There was like 50 people there every week, every Wednesday. 
Danielle Soto ran that mic. She did a great job. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I actually thought the room was a little bit easier than most rooms. Um, like it's because one, the volume of people is there. Um, and then also like they're kind of like a lot of them are newer comics, you know. And, what do like, you consider like a newer comic? What would it's like that age range? <laughs> I don't know, like two years in or two years in. Yeah, I feel like once you hit two years, you start to get over it. What's it like just stand up in general? It's just kind of oh, like whether you want to stay in it or not. Yeah, exactly. I feel like everyone hits a wall. Like, whatever they're doing two years in. Like, I'm at work two years in. I'm starting to hit a wall right now. But, like, stand-up in particular. What about eight years in? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, not that I... I'm I'm at this place where I am doing that whole, like, adult thing where I'm, stop and evaluate how good you've got it. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that whole sort of commercial robotic mind, which I rail against. I feel like it doesn't help. But then at times, I'm like, Oh, look at me memorizing something and at work. Or, you know, or just getting on stage a little more prepared than normal pothead Landon, who I, I write and think that I'm going to be great because I have this energy and feeling that I'm going to be great with like weed or something. And I get up on stage and it's like, <laughs> couldn't put all the pieces together, huh, Bubba? Even though I love it and everything, but I'm starting to get to this more like, I don't know if I can smoke as often as I'd like to being more professional and getting out. That's my dilemma at eight years. That's me. It's just, so do I really got to clean it up? (laughs) You know? Yeah, no, definitely. I don't know. I think (coughs) weed definitely makes you lazier for sure. Like, I don't know. Like I'll definitely smoke and then not do anything. I think that's the big thing. And then also, I mean, sometimes so on it's stage. True. The stereotype is true. It does. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, absolutely. The stereotype's true. That's, duh. <laughs> Anyone who says that it doesn't make you at least want to sit around and do nothing, like, that's that's bullshit. Oh, no. <laughs> the, uh, that melting girl on the couch might be real, man. <laughs> That was my sister, yes. <laughs> that was my sister. <laughs> now she's going through surgery school and she's at the Mayo Clinic. Like, I shouldn't say anything. Like, but that's, yeah, but then she, again, she put it all down and said, you know, she's from Panama City, Florida, hung out, had fun, and now she went back to school and is killing life. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I my whole thing, too, is with making money. And I guess like I'm trying to find that balance of being the guy who can be a stony but still be able to produce mm. and uh, for money or just not even money, just like valuable like portfolio stuff like this podcast, for instance, or short film sketch, you know, stuff that adds to your, you know, collection, your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel weed has like, yeah, it's sort of made me almost too inter, uh, uh, inner, uh, where I just self-doubt a little bit. Yeah, like you're too introspective. Too introspective, mm-hmm. yeah, where I'm overthinking. Like it's not even, people are like, oh, are you depressed? I'm like, I don't know if it's depression. I'm not a depressed kind of guy. I think it, I mean, it could be, but I think it. what a lot of it like revolves around is like I'll tell people about like what I'm thinking. I was like, I want to do this album, but I don't really know if I'm hitting these right marks yet. I don't know if I'm doing it because I'm, I'm supposed to be, do- blah, 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 make all the, and then, you know, my friend, you know, Angela would just be like, you're just overthinking. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, get over yourself. And it's true. It's like oh, that's yeah. what you lose out here sometimes because you you so want to throw yourself into what I don't know. Me for me it's for me it's it's like imaginary, but there are pieces of that imaginary world that do actually come true. And I'm always trying to get at those moments. I guess is what I'm after. I don't know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Overthinking yeah. again. No, <laughs> no, you're not overthinking it. That's like the most like natural thing out in uh, Los Angeles. I think in, in this city more so than any other, like even New York. Because like, uh, you know, we do stand up when you're in New York, you know, stand up's the thing. You know, you don't have to worry about doing sketch, doing improv, doing. What do you, you know, mean you don't have to worry about it? Like it's not as it, it, it doesn't seem as uh, cumbersome because there's not as much opportunity in New York. If that makes any sense. I hear that, but I see a lot of pe- opportunity to do comedy. Um, for different avenues than just mm. stand up. Right. I feel like with New York stand up is like the king, you know. So if I was in New York, I would just do stand up all the time and not worry about the other facets of my career. Because like it is so, so I guess in my opinion. Whereas in LA, there are other. There's a million different things you can do. Like I want to do stand up, but I work in a digital media company. Like I, I work uh, for like a YouTube channel and stuff like that. And I just like fell into it just because I was doing random stuff here and there. But, uh, but, but now that I'm in the position, so I you don't wanna... feel like you're ahead enough of like, if had you just done one thing, I feel like it's uh, it's a lot more stressful to have to worry about everything as opposed to just one thing and obsess over it. One thing and obsess over it. You know, because it's like if you feel like you have like a million things to do all the time, you're never going to get anything done. It's especially not going to feel like you got anything done. So, yeah, I've been. Yeah. I got like how many projects on like that. You're just trying to rise up at the equal times. I'm like, it'll hit when it hits. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I got this group. Yeah, I got like, this website. It's like, I got why, this house now. Why like, is it not hitting? Why is it not, <laughs> yeah. What is. But then I get these like. For instance, uh, that show with Peter Scoville at the Mexican Village on Beverly Boulevard, that one night where I'm just like, didn't even want to go, <laughs> didn't want to even show my fucking support, didn't even, I'm just so bitter for that day. For some, And I was like, fuck it, Landon, you put the hat on, you get your ass in there. I don't care if you look down for the first hour. <laughs> and I sat there and I, first hour goes by and I'm like, I'm so glad I came out. I'm so glad I did. And that's another notch up, another few minutes under this skill, Another, you know, because like you said, maybe in New York, I remember running around there having 3 p.m. open mics. Where L.A., oh the God. earliest is 5, you know. Mm-hmm. Monday's at 3 now at the clubhouse. Uh, what's her face runs that? I forget her name. I'm so not bad. sure. I'm but not sure. Anyways. Um, no, yeah, there's some like weekend Like you said, ones, it's yeah. very, yeah, whereas here, you're like, oh, let's go shoot something at Griffith. Like, you can't just, <laughs> like in New York, I would be nervous to shoot on the streets. Like, yeah, so well, I can't do anything here. this weekend. I'm working on my friend's short film or oh. something like that. That comes up a lot as well. That's cool, though. That means they're mm-hmm. putting it, and that's why you're here is to work. Absolutely. Because if I weren't here, I'd be in, like, Wyoming being, like, a gay hater. Fucking <laughs> yeah, oh, no. string them up. <laughs> I got my land and my gun. <laughs> But do nothing. I think that's why it's like there's so much pressure in LA to do those things is because there are people out here doing it, you know? Like there are tons of opportunities. My favorite happened to be the people that are doing it that come from like a place I sort of understand or remember or like like for you instance, like, hey, you're from Florida, my family. Like I graduated high school from Florida, thanks God. But <laughs> what part? Uh Panama City. Oh man. And I went to college in Tallahassee. And like I got a big chunk of like the panhandle. But then like kids would come up from like um my friend Ashley Cohen, she's from West Palm, and she'd come up like, How are you chill as fuck? But all these people here are nutty, like that live <laughs> around me. Like because it's just a whole big ass state, like big divide there. But um, I loved it, and there was stuff about Floridians that I'm like, 
the reason they're hating is because, you know, most of it's kind of fun. Like, it's actually <laughs> kind of chill. Yeah, that's where you go to vacation. It's tax-free. <laughs> yeah, Tallahassee's great. Did you do stand-up in Tallahassee? I did. It was my start, st- my oh, start yeah? city. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. This uh, is a good city to start in. It was heavy. Yeah, there was a birds, right? There was birds around at the time? Birds, and then a guy, Michael Hardy, threw one at the steakhouse, and okay. then the friend of ours had a coffee house he had opened for a little while he had us up a bunch of nights it was my first time like running a show and like Uh. being out of my mind (laughs) like have you produced oh all the time yeah yeah Yeah, we do uh, the show group shower where's that uh, one at uh, the clubhouse on thursdays i'm surprised you haven't come out i'm surprised you haven't come out you have to now all these other projects yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no um yeah, producing's great. It's it's how you get stage time, right? You know, no one's <laughs> no one's gonna give it to you. That was the fast ride up when I got out here. Somebody we were lucky enough, my friend Rike and I got a Palms bar set. Like we were practically a residency the moment we got out here and we just fired at all cylinders and like made posters and just had no fucking just throwing shit at a wall and started like a company online and just <laughs> going for it. And like I think the creativity, I mean, the, the, the technicality wasn't there just yet, but the creativity was so strong that it over superseded a lot and that drove us so much further. I think um, a lot of people's rough starts are not as glamorous sometimes, you know, are not mm. as good, you know, because, God, I was, it wasn't easy the first year, but then when I got that residency, you know, it's just like you, you, you care about something and you want to build it up to be, yeah. I guess like yeah. Yeah, how many uh, how many Nostalgic. years were, were you doing in uh, Tallahassee before you moved out? Um, so I so I moved out because I was running around with like J.C. Currens, Greg Cashmania, Lisa mm. Best, Andrew Duvall, um, those kids. Yeah, it's it's a good list. Yeah, I'd it's see a that. Very Florida list. I'd see that show. Yes. Oh. That is a big fucking show. Um, yeah, and I, I feel bad, but I was never part of that you know, inner circle of them. But that's kind of what drove... They inspired me. I was like, fuck yeah, you guys. Like, I got to. And I, I remember being in Panama City. It was like three months out. My mom was like, you can just stay for a few more years and get all sorted out. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want your life. <laughs> like, what is that football movie? Like, <laughs> I have no clue. Oh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, uh, like, yes. I don't want your life. Like, I really... Inv- <laughs> Anyways, I was... I got out uh, because of them. They really inspired me to, like, do it. And... I don't think I really wanted stand-up to be something that I like so much. I just, every year goes by and I love it more and I want to try new things. And I love like, just, the you could do character and it's all about confidence. Yeah, there's so many layers to it of what this person's comedy is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it scares me like today where it's like, everybody's like, oh, you can't say that. Say what, motherfucker? Say what? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what I cannot say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everything, there's such a public record of everything now, you know? It's How does not- that, what does that make you feel? It doesn't make me feel any different. Uh, the what were we? Uh, what were we talking about, though? I, I'm so distracted by Roxanne's beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Stand-up comedy. Oh, people who are listening to this are so pissed off right now, by the way. Are they? <laughs> Should like, we've talked just... about the thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's every podcast. I'm just, uh... Well, if you're listening to a, a podcast about weed, you shouldn't expect us to be able to stay on point the whole time. Oh We're trying our best. You're packing a grinder right now. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. look at you picking it up for us. So he's like, <laughs> I, I, bitch, I edit this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the time will fly. <laughs> um, yeah. I. Yeah. Doing comedy, doing stuff with comedy, like being able to like manipulate it, being it's your own voice, finding it what it is, like playing with it. Yeah. It's the don't tell me what to say. I was getting like political. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, don't tell me what to say. Motherfucker. Don't tell me. Cause you can't. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's some people that are like on both sides saying way too many things about what other people should be saying. I'm like, all right, then write the book, write the book on how we're supposed to speak. And yeah, for me, it's just, I don't say anything. I don't say anything of real value. I'm like, I'm a 26 year old kid. Like no one wants to hear me speak about how i like feel about things like i I'll, I'll speak about how i feel but i don't uh feel like i have the right to comment on a lot of things right now because uh yeah i don't know it's just it's just weird it's a, it's a weird feeling but it's like it doesn't matter my comedy and and when we're when we're talking like you know i can have a you know conversation about it but when i'm on stage i don't feel like that's what i'm up there to do i'm up there to entertain and have a good time and like i use facebook and twitter the same way you know i'm there to make people laugh as well as myself and you know uh i feel like right now like i feel like you know if you want to be george carlin wait till you're 40 you know, like that's my thing. It's like, wait, wait a little bit. Wait until, <laughs> wait till you're done being 25 years old. Just have a good time, you know? So there are like issues and topics that are harder to go joke about publicly on stage mm-hmm. than others. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, um, yeah, I have a. I feel that. And yeah. I get the pass all the time. Like people always tell, it's like, Landon, he's the uh, gay, mixed brown, white guy who, you know, Iraq vet. He could say whatever he wants. Fuck that guy. Like, yes, I get that. But it doesn't make it funny. There's no, to me, there's no craft to that. There's, It's very lazy. It's like a punching down sort of, mm. you know, joking about things that are are, are just, nobody's fault sort of thing like you know like things like i don't know how to explain it just like yeah no low blows no low blows in comedy we should be past that yeah you gotta punch up <laughs> totally you gotta get, punch get up. Them. yeah it's a good rule to follow <laughs> don't they, punch down don't punch down do you uh so yeah yeah no i mean i feel like i uh i feel like on stage i don't uh, feel a res- uh, responsibility to talk like about it mm-hmm. because I feel like my platform is is only so big anyways, and I feel like I I have a better chance of changing somebody's mind or affecting them one on one talking, you know. So, but you know, I, maybe once I get older, if I feel more so inclined, you know, to talk more politically or socially than I would. But right now, I just like making dumb jokes. Like that's I'm just there to have fun, you know. Ageism. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, you know, right now, I, like, <laughs> I want to forget about all those things. I do stand up comedy so I don't have to worry about the world exploding because I, <laughs> that's been happening. <laughs> it's boom after boom. It's, <laughs> yeah, it does, does not stop. Does not stop. You can't stop it. But what you can do is, yeah, positive force. Mm-hmm. Try. I'm I mean, trying my best. I'm really yeah. trying to be better. Because I am nasty on that Twitter. Oh, really? (laughs) But I got (laughs) to... Because I came up on the internet with like doom and shit. Like nobody was there. Now grandma's here. Like, fuck. (laughs) Like It's everybody's like, oh my God, these people saying all these F words and and, uh, bad words and da-da-da-da. I'm like, it's the internet. This is how it is. Like, it's not face-to-face. You wouldn't 
be like this to somebody's <laughs> face, you go to jail. <laughs> That's the separation to me. It's it's words, not physical. You know, it's mm-hmm. I can shut, block, mute, turn off, turn channel, but protest like I always do because I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I agree. And people just don't. Uh, feel that way sometimes you know people get dragged through the mud for what they tweet or say online oh so that's a good yeah i didn't write that one down what do you think about that james gun oh <laughs> i watched it happen to <laughs> a friend of mine i watched uh he made a bad joke on twitter and uh you know people went after him and like you know he got his account this suspended. is see this is what i say is not fair about it mm-hmm I'm testing my limits, but nobody's going to charge me. They'll just ignore me. They're, I don't have the influence. I don't have the anything that's going to make anybody really come at me. But when I do, are people, that's the idea now. Like we come back and we go, oh, because you're an asshole back then. You can't change. This will always be you. So now you get to lose everything that you've built or tried to build. Mm-hmm. And it's bullshit. I hate it so much. People were finding like his like gigs in the future and like messaging the bookers and venues and stuff like that, saying like don't book this guy, it's blah blah blah. The internet. It's not a real <laughs> place, people. It's just yeah. such a fucking lie. Yeah. Like all like nobody cares. Like face to face, everyone's just another person. Like, unless they're mad, and even the crazy ones are sort still sort of uh, subdued, <laughs> holding it in. And people just hide. People hide behind that stuff, you know. So sad. Like, that's why I love stand-up again. It's because it's so out there. Like, you're literally, and not only out there, wild shit out there. Like, <laughs> and then, like you said, harnessing a barometer for yourself to follow, in a sense, to start, you know, yeah, to sort of gauge, I guess, what, where your joke should land or get, you know, what you're doing. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to... Because I What are you trying to elicit from the performance? Me, I'm just an asshole, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to be that way. I remember when I started, uh, I would I was sounding like uh, Daniel Tosh and Anthony Jeselnik. Those mm-hmm. are the two people I copied the most. Oh, nice. And uh, Daniel Tosh is from my hometown. It's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I remember copying them. And then I remember being... Just kind of like a, a real jerk on stage. And off stage, I'm, you know, I like to think I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. How much is this going back home? <laughs> Sometimes I can be mean. But this comic said, uh, you're being mean on stage, but you're not a mean person. So don't do that. And that really stuck with me for some reason. And I was like, oh, I was really paranoid about being mean on stage or angry on stage. And a few years went by and then I was like, I was like out of things to try. I was like, okay, so now I'm going to try being angry on stage. I loved every moment of it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I wasted my time, wasted my time listening to those people. Life changing. Yeah. No, it's fun to be. It's fun to be. Well, you know, you get, was it if five minutes in an open mic, you get five minutes a day to be an a-hole, you know? And if you're funny about it, you know, and you're not really harming people, then at the end of the day, it's it's fun. You know, it's when people cross that line and 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 don't have good intent. You know, what are you eliciting from people? It's about the intent behind whatever you say. I saw a set once and I never, never want to say the name of a comedian, but mm-hmm. I saw a set once. He just gets up there <laughs> and he just gives us his day and thought. You know, really spills it for us and does not hold back any of the words we're not, you know, thou shalt not say. (laughs) Oh, wow. And then he put the mic back on the stand and he walked off the stage. 
any other place other than a fucking open mic, that guy would have been torn to shreds. Like, shred- he spoke it in such a way that was so deep-hearted hatred. Like, it was like just a rant on a soapbox of being nasty and negative. And gets off stage, but that's it. It's left on stage. It was a very awe-inspiring moment for me because I think I'm all tough and can talk shit, but there are still much more evil people in the world that you have to be, you know, you have to gauge. But also, they may not do that again. What if that's another one of those things where they learn their lesson from this really awful experience in their life that happened so sadly in public? (laughs) And, you know, 15 to 20 people saw it and, like, all just jaw dropped and did we all learn something was that a huge you know i'm listening to lenny bruce lately and he does this thing talking about how you know when does the speech do does cross the line you know and that you know when's it malicious you know and who's to say you know is it the da or is the prosecutors or is it the yeah i've never heard that that uh like take on it before what 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 were his thoughts. I want to know. I didn't ask him about. It. Nobody talked to him. No he one left. talked to Lenny. Damn. Oh, not Le- oh Lenny Bruce. <laughs> Lenny Bruce. Oh, <laughs> the albums of my. Oh, car. I don't care about that piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah. Do they come back? So back. To, so do we judge them like the same way we would like a James Gunn? <laughs> like, That's tough to say, you know, because it, is live different than the internet? <sighs> I mean, obviously it is. It's physical, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh that's one of those things where, yeah, that's, that, that's a tough call. You know, the gut instinct is just to write them off forever, you know, but that's not very Jesus of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I guess it depends. Like I've seen people sets where I've seen them do something once and I wrote them off completely. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> just like, just like slur after slur, just, just like, just like hate speech and hate, very, that's what it is. Very casual hate speech. Yeah. And yeah. Then, where it comes out too fluid. <laughs> and then I saw the same comic later perform at another open mic and, uh, the, the jokes were the same, but, uh, the the comic got rid of the the slurs, you know. So it's like the same material, just without all of the 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 hatred. But it, there is still some hatred there. But yeah, but I still like in my mind, it's like you know, I remember, you know, the first part of of the joke. I remember seeing it for the first time. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't get that out of my head. So it's hard. It's hard to, you know, always just be so forgiving because also. There's a billion effing people in this city. You know, it's, you don't owe anyone, you know, no one owes you anything, you know? So if I feel like if you are negligent with the responsibility of being on stage, you know, I feel like that's, uh, doesn't, you know, it's, I think it's bullshit and I don't really tolerate it too much. Nice. Yeah. But I'm also like an asshole. So (laughs) it's like how far the hypocrite, that we are when we're on stage of how far you know because somebody even lighter than us may go no those dudes are heavy they are (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know yeah that's that and you know i I have been on the other end of things where i've made jokes that like aren't necessarily in, in great taste and you know but 
you kind of have to learn from it. But it, 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 I never had like ill intent and very no, I don't think anyone ever thought I had ill intent because I didn't. So people couldn't. Well, that's what it was like. It's like there's all this speech shaming to me. Like yeah. that's what it looks like to me. I'm like, ew, come on, is this what it is now? Is this how we learn our lesson? Right. Yeah, I feel like in my generation, because we're not old as the generation before us, and da 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 da, that we have to we're learning these lessons publicly to each other as well, be it internet or live performance, have mm-hmm. you? But what have you? But I think when it's contained and everyone can be an adult and understand how that, whatever that thing is made you feel, you're able to, yeah, just envelop it like everything else, good and bad. Um, yeah. I just feel like I've had to learn that because oof, land in the PTSD gag. It's mad for no reason. <laughs> like you have it. And I mean, I can't imagine what the, the average person may feel sometimes. And I feel bad, you know, people who have just done nothing and just, you know, going through the day and being just a normal person and trying to like make ends meet or be a person, you know, and going to work every day and just living that fucking life and just eating it all, you know, and then not getting mad about it and being happy. It's like, teach me your ways, Jedi. <laughs> like, yeah, there's this balance that I see. So, or this, this, yeah, where I like, like you said uh, earlier, it's like LA makes you want to be this creative, like, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but there's so many of these people who just, that's not them. They may dream, they may want, they may think they know, but it's not their thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's a bummer when you it see is. it. Yeah, and so yeah, thanks weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it is a bummer, but it's one of those things where you just have to be friends and be supportive and encourage, you know, what they want. Sometimes they don't realize what they want until you know, I see people try stand up a lot and they, I don't know if it's necessarily what they want, but they feel like they need something. Do you encourage every single person who has ever said to you I'm going to try it. I say try it once. Yeah. And then I, and I'll let them decide from there because I do say try it once. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm bad. I'm like, let's yeah. get a career going. Let's really, yeah, I'll start. We'll do a writing group next week. Come by. <laughs> <laughs> You're such They're a like, genuinely nice person though. They're like, no, <laughs> I got to work. I quit. <laughs> I quit. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. And the balance. Here, yeah. You said you work full-time as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Got to keep the life too. Yeah. Just to survive here. Career. Yeah. And now that I'm in the job, I'm I'm very much worried about that career. You know, when I was scooping ice cream, stand-up was easy because I was like, oh, yeah, who cares about scooping ice cream? But Go scoop you... ice cream again, though, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can do both. I feel like I can do both. I've, I've done pretty well about doing both. But yeah, now I'm, I'm kind of worried about progressing my career where I work and it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to care about because I didn't think I would care about where I worked until I was like in my thirties or something like that. I landed a pretty lucky job where I'm at. I work for a comedy channel, albeit, you know, one not for my particular demographic, but still one I kind of grew up watching. And so. you like being behind. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love being a part of it. I love being behind the scenes and like working on it. That's rare. Absolutely. That's why I haven't worked in a while. There hasn't. It's like PA gigs here and there. I'll take, of course. I just want to be always making movies and shows and stuff, commercials mostly. But yeah. But there was one. I worked for a guy named Eric Lang for a while, and I was just his, his camera assistant. And he was great. Like mm. learned so much. Like 
I can run a small set now. I mean, you know, what, what do we need to shoot? Like, and I would have never gotten that opportunity had I not like really enjoyed working for them. You know, having a feeling, yeah, like you said, like really getting lucked out that you've got this job to like, yeah. Being on sets, being like a stand up too. You know, like some people are cut out for it and some people aren't. It's and it's work. grueling. It's blue collar. You gotta want to do it. Fancy. You gotta want to do it. <sighs> Just long as fucking days. Why am I waking like, up at four and getting back at like six p.m.? Like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. Back completely fried. Like, <laughs> you have to lock down hallways all day. Like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. PA Nation. Go ahead. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all. That's all we listen to all day. It's not creative work. It's people going to the bathroom and copying that. All right, I'll watch camera. <laughs> it's quiet on set and take and ten one. <laughs> That's all it is. Oh, quiet all around. Yeah, man. But I remember, I remember a PA gig that I learned that I could not uh, be on like super long, like sixteen hour days because like. Uh, at least I couldn't be just under a random person because it was everyone has their nightmare PA experiences Oof. when you're when you're, when you're on a set that's like it's awful it's all day it's not run it's supposed to way it's be like I don't even have to talk about it. like everyone who knows just knows <laughs> <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about and uh, but yeah I remember doing that and I remember thinking to myself man I need to get a full time job <laughs> I can't I can't be freelancing for these people freelancing is it cute mm-hmm. and people do it because it's a, a position that is actually needed it's sort of like yeah like yeah we just need contracts you know mm-hmm. six months six weeks who knows three days but yeah. we just need that contract every but constantly going and scheduling it all by yourself and being this sort of like tiny business like of excellence like yeah that's what EPAing is like yeah and you're just but you, what's fun about it is once you get in it there's always a position usually right after from like a producer that weren't liked you or like you're connecting and being that part of that web in Hollywood is really neat to me still I get kind of green still when I get calls like Hey, we're shooting this like Hollister thing on the beach tomorrow. Are you down? I'm there. <laughs> yeah, totally. it's so much fun. Absolutely, yeah. and that's the way to get in. It is those grueling hard days. It is how you get in, you get your foot in the door. I, I, if if people want it, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you go to film school or not. You kind of have to be a PA. Oh, you went, didn't you? I did not. I did oh, not I go went. to film school. Did you? <sighs> I did. Oh yeah, FSU has a great film school. No, right? I didn't go there. I went to Los Angeles Film School in Tallahassee. Uh-huh. No, no, no. The Los Angeles Film School in uh, L.A. Across the street from the Synodon. Oh, I thought you said you went to college in Tallahassee. I'm sorry. Oh, I did too. I didn't finish there. Oh, sweet. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't getting younger. (laughs) You went to film school here in in L.A. Uh Did you like it? I loved it. But I I did. I do now. At the time, rough though. They, They trained us there like crew. There was not a lot of like method, and this is the theory behind, you know. <laughs> this is how you wrap Carol a stinger. Carol saw us like, you know, seven samurai. We got to work as a community. <laughs> Look at these fades. Um, <laughs> there was no. It was pick up that C stand, open it, close it, put it away. You know, wrap wires like. Like you're in, a, you're like uh, in boot camp, taking apart a gun <laughs> for, for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. Your C-stand is your friend. Uh, throw any camera at me. What do you got? Yeah. Um, I loved it now. I look back and I'm like, wow, we are we are some firecracker team of 
like students that came out of there. Whereas I think full sales a lot like that too. Whereas like if you're not doing it, you're not finishing. You know what I mean? Whereas like you have to work it out. Other schools, uh, less like that. More book work, more, you know, the study of. Yeah. And and that's what that's kind of what it was at UCF. I I never thought I went into uh, college thinking I was going to go to med school and do all that stupid stuff. You could still be a doctor later on. No, thanks. You look like you would be a great looking doctor. <laughs> you <laughs> with the white coat and the chops. Yeah. Yeah. I would misdiagnose you all the time, but I would look hey, it's great. practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they call my practice, right? <laughs> it's practice. <laughs> I told you I'm practicing. <laughs> well, sure not. <laughs> that's but funny. no, I remember doing that and then um switching over to something more safe and like businessy. So I got like a business uh, economics degree. Nice. And then, yeah, that helped me land the job I have now because it's it's an office gig. Hey, professional dude, come work with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I was like, I, I had an economics degree and I was doing comedy and I was being a PA on their sets for like a year. And um, all the jobs. Yes, it was it was quite a lot. <laughs> and all while scooping ice cream. But I had a friend, <laughs> um, Alex Haluk, who I met over at UCF. He did improv. I met Rhino Tool. Uh, you know Rhino Tool. What a, what a good boy. What a yes, good boy. our favorite. It's his birthday today, <gasps> the day we're recording. Happy birthday, August 27th, Ryan yes. O'Toole. Yes. Happy 32nd. <laughs> He's 30. Yeah, he looks great <laughs> for 32. <laughs> 25 looks good, too. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we met there and then uh, Alex got Ryan work and Ryan got me work. So it all kind of worked out that way. Just, Sweet. Just lucked out. Lucked Again, out. Lucked yeah. Out. Just, yeah. Um, FSU had a good film school, uh, but uh, Haley got me in a movie of hers when I when she was going there. While I was doing stand-up and she found me doing stand-up at the steakhouse in Tallahassee. And she's like, you're going to be my movie. It's called uh, Happy Candy. And you're going to be this gay guy who works in the store. I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> just like, first time I've ever seen a red camera. First time I've seen this young film crew in school doing it. Like, it was fun. And it was in Tallahassee. And like, I was like, all of that stuff happened in Florida. Like, where I was just like, we could do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some people, some people are still back home and they have careers and they're, they're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, uh, Ross Paget in particular, he's, uh, making lots of great viral videos, uh, in Orlando. Oh. And, uh, they're all kind of like local to Orlando. He's got a great, great idea, you know, making, uh, local content for Orlando. And he's a radio personality out there now just doing stand-up and you know i i get it i get why people don't move yeah i, I totally get it i there's a movie i want to shoot and i want to shoot it in florida like between tallahassee and panama city there's this little town called bristol my mm. friend ed lives there and his whole family anyways they got a great house and gorgeous it's green green is like my favorite color and it's probably the most green place i've ever seen in my life it's like by the the river i forget which one of that is uh pope river maybe yeah in polk county but bristol florida gorgeous just fucking old mechanic shop around like a big old swamp tree like it alligators probably crossing the street every day like and i love it and it fits like such a great story in my mind and like yeah who doesn't want to like chill out like every time i go back to florida I'm like oh, i can breathe it's so great i just want to go <laughs> back for a month <laughs> just like a whole month 
but yeah, I uh, yeah. I, have you seen the Florida Project? I gotta ask. No, was it good? I don't know. I haven't seen it. No. <laughs> but, what other Florida things do we know? Uh, Disney, um, Disney, Disney, Disney. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Did nope. you go to the? Oh, but also Universal stepping up that game. Universal's great. They're at like Disney mm-hmm. level now. Whereas like Six Flags is sort of like. Bleh. It's also expensive. If you got a friend that works there and they can get you in, awesome. That's how Florida's economy works is everybody <laughs> lets their friends into the park free and then they buy a bunch of shit while they're inside. Like that's Yeah, it's like the labor laws are awful, but they can get your friends in for free, so no one says anything. We make it work. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't work for four dollars an hour, but I do want tickets. So keep working there. <laughs> They finally uh, raised the minimum wage to, uh, I think, 15. I, I we'll think. see. I think they need to. Yeah, absolutely. They should. <laughs> um, but I, I liked the uh, Universal with the Harry Potter where you get the park hop where you can go back and forth. Also, 2020 Super Mario Land or Super Nintendo Land comes out. It's taking. It fell back because it's taking over like Popeye and all those older cartoons. Mm, like, mm. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. Yeah, my cousin works uh, for uh, for a, a contractor that Universal's using. He's in Japan working on the uh, Nintendo World now, and uh, it's very top secret stuff. And like he's uh, he's making sure buildings are up to code, and like he knows all the rides and stuff like that. I I'm just, just like I'm so jealous to see it. That's so it. jealous. <laughs> That's Dude. all I'm living for anymore. Let's do a side pack. <laughs> Tontine. <laughs> we have to see this Tokyo land. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So yeah. when they announced that, I got kid. I, I, yeah, I wasn't really into the Harry Potter. I didn't get on that because I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> Like nerds, nerd. dude. I'm a different type of nerd, a gamer nerd. Yeah, I liked RPGs. I liked like reading that way. I loved uh, online too. Again, that was internet. What was your favorite game? My favorite game. Oh, you gotta go. You got one. Oh, The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Mmm. I mean, it's. I like Ocarina of Time personally, but that's you know I'm a '90s kid. Flawless. You know, I'm a '90s kid. Flawless. The whole story and like. Link to the Past is also really hard. <laughs> I I can't beat it. Um. So I beat it a few times now, and I've gotten to like my lowest score is seventy nine tries. <laughs> At least this is like twenty years in the making now. Like twenty three. It's a really hard game. Yeah, but it's fun, and I like the switching between worlds. And like at the end, when I beat it, there's this whole like credit scene that I was like crying at because yeah, it took it me two in. years to beat as a kid. <laughs> oh my god! Now people laugh because if you look at it, like yeah, gamers can fly right through it. But back then, ah. Uh, Oh, have you seen speedrunning, man? What's that? Oh, speedrunning. It's the most beautiful. Uh, it's uh, it's people play games as quickly as they can. Oh, yeah. Like the Super Mario Brothers, the, like getting through it in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Can you do it? Uh, no. No, dude. <laughs> no. These people are insane. Watching, watch a Super Mario 64 speedrun. Anyone who's... If anyone who's played that like Super Mario sixty four listening to this, go watch a speed run. It, the amount of like technicality these people have. It's... Mario sixty four. Yes. How do you get to the Bowser section without having that many? Do they have to get those stars that they're just flying? Oh, you can you can finish the game with zero stars, baby. What? How? No. What? Yeah, people. <laughs> people. They go into the code of these games and they find glitches. And like ways to clip through walls, so then they can just like just go straight to like certain dungeons. It's absolutely nuts. I, I I'm so right. in love with it. I'm so <laughs> in love with it. It's very. It's like it's my nerdy obsession. Just going on a Twitch, Twitch and uh, watching it. It's great. 
I get offered weird because I don't really use my online for my YouTube, so I get offered weird videos. As like, hey, you might like this. Like, you have no idea who I am. <laughs> but <laughs> there was this one video of a one thousand degree metal ball that gets dropped into things. <laughs> and I'm twenty minutes of this shit, part one through five. Dude, <laughs> like, it's a good series. <laughs> It's and it's on green screen backdrop, so it looked like at a time before he released them, he wanted to put like you know, like a waterfall. On. <laughs> but it was like popcorn and Coca Cola and like just like bars of chocolate. Bars of chocolate is my favorite. Surprisingly, oh, watermelon just makes these dark holes in the middle, but it doesn't burn through like I like. It's interesting, but it's, it's all, stupid. It's all it's, the water. <laughs> it's all the water in the melon. Dude, YouTube holes are my favorite. I work in YouTube, so I'm very familiar with all these weird pockets of it. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I love it so much. It's, it's also very weird and creepy. Uh, but like usually the families are the weirdest thing about YouTube. What are Be- the families? Oh, just like like parents and and like uh, kids like having like family vlogs because oh, it's usually just like parents pimping out their kids, <laughs> and it's just like a very blunt way to say it. But that's what it is, and it's it sucks. Hire my baby. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you know, like they're making revenue, they're making lots of money, and a kid's not going to see a dime of it, you know, because if you're an actor, if you're a child actor. You know, there's laws to protect it and you can get it when you're 18. But if you're just like, if your parents are making money on YouTube. If these are strangers money, and you're not making money, that's X. No, let me see the contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it sucks. It's, it's weird. But uh, what yeah. are you going to do? You yeah. can tell them all no. I just, I just want to drop super hot balls on top of things. <laughs> Have you seen the hot knife? A hot knife Ooh, cutting through next stuff. Up. That's pretty good, <laughs> dude. There's, there, there's. Uh, I could go on all day. There's soap cutting videos. Have you seen soap cutting? I do, I do. I, <laughs> they're, I, they're on Instagram a lot. What is the AMSRs? <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. AMSRs. <laughs> no, that's the USSR. Is what you're thinking of? <laughs> Much louder. It's very. <laughs> no, yeah, ASMR, man. Um. Mm-hmm. There was this one that I watched and I listened to it for maybe 30 seconds and I felt like a creeper. Like it felt, it's too, it tingled. It, it was it was like a massage that didn't feel good. <laughs> like it felt like I was being, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to look up some of the, <laughs> some of the ASMR classics because <laughs> I remember just joking around one day and I was like, what's something that doesn't belong in an ASMR uh, context? So I looked up. I think one is firefighter ASMR. Firefighter? <laughs> and some guy's like, hey, the building's on fire. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you can find anything. It's like, uh, you could you could find like. What about comic? Co- a, like stand-up comedian ASMR. I think that's just any podcast, right? <laughs> that's got to be what it is. <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> I hope we're not disturbing people <laughs> listening to this. I uh, I get I I don't know. Maybe I haven't done it high, but yeah, when I listened to it, it was just. I, I find know. it so fascinating. People make livings off of that shit. I'm less I'm less creeped out by internet porn than I am by internet. <laughs> like for some strange, like, I don't know. It's like a, I don't know. I think it's equal. I think it's creepier than porn because when you're watching porn, you're like, I know what this is. Consent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just some healthy adults. That's it. <laughs> slamming each other. That's it. <laughs> you can't politicize that. Right. <laughs> but no, I don't want to see a doctor chew gum and give me and give me a diagnosis for 30 minutes. <laughs> that's perverted and i don't get where that comes from and that scares me (laughs) it's art (laughs) (sighs) oh man yeah youtube's so weird youtube's great I enjoy it. I started doing stuff on YouTube years back. I like it. I just haven't thought of the next thing. I remember when I was in film school and I had said, oh, have you, do you do any? I was one of the classmates with me. I was like, do you do anything on YouTube? He was a much younger guy at the time, even when I was going to school there. And he was like, no, I haven't, don't have anything that good yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Put jumping jacks up. I don't know. Do something. Like, they just want to see humans moving. That's like, that's what YouTube is. Everyone's first videos are awful. Oh, They're so bad. So Even the bad. people with millions of subscribers, if you go back and watch their first ones, if they haven't deleted them, which most of them probably have, but... <laughs> a sign of great evolution as well of your craft of these kids getting better like they're literally showing you what how much they're learning how to frame all of a sudden like the lighting's better now it's mm-hmm. like they're seeing ex- i yeah. grew up i grew up with uh, Derek comedy on youtube mm-hmm. uh Derek comedy is like Derek uh donald glover's uh sketch team uh, Derek D- Derek glover uh-huh. donald glover donald glover childish gambino yes and uh, uh, Lando Calrissian. This is America. But yeah, no, he uh, he started out with those guys on YouTube, and they uh, by the end of their YouTube stint, they had a, a, a produced movie. They had sketches with with a gaffer. <laughs> you know, it's it, it was fun to watch them progress and get uh, get funnier. Because like you know, just like everyone else, everyone starts with a a shaky camera at two hundred and forty pixels. So, <laughs> yeah. oh. That's so sweet. Yeah, my my little flip cam back in the day, my first videos. Flip cam. Um, they were yeah. It was. Oh, how do you upres this? Oh, oh my god, it can go to HD. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I remember when flip cams. They literally had fifty uh, percent of the video camera market because they were so cheap and so accessible. And but they were a bunch everywhere. Was, it was like the original GoPro sort of. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was such a shitty product. Yeah, it didn't the quality was not good. But. And, and I think GoPro just did like, hey, let's do kind of like a flip cam, but one that doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's onto something. <laughs> With accessories and yeah. does stuff. No, I remember everyone had flip cams. Man, that was nuts. That was right when YouTube started blowing up in like 2010, 2009 maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was in that gold rush. I was like, yeah. we're going to do something now. Like <laughs> I had everybody stuck fucking like shooting. I got makeup people. But it was fun because it was everybody who's at my level. It was everybody who was just starting out. Like Alana who did hair and makeup on my web series. She was going to Tony and Guy in Santa Monica at the time. <laughs> like all my actors were just starting classes. Like all the yeah, I had this one special guest guy cuz he was he's a very big musician now, but back then, like he was just a fucking guitarist. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. It's fun to like be a part of, you know, something bigger than, you know, your own idea. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun to watch other people that you like grow with, you know, like do do big things too. It's really fun. I think now, like I think YouTube back then was a very natural, unfiltered way to express yourself, and now it's not not the case what whatsoever. Is that? What then? What would you say it is? Because um, I still feel like I could just put about anything up. 
Yeah, you could. But I feel if you look at what what is what makes money and is success, quote unquote success on YouTube is kind of this delivery of content, not this creation of content. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like you're giving people what they want. And like it, with YouTube, the fastest growing channels now are channels that do one thing and one thing only. If you look at YouTube channels like Binging with Babish, you know, he does one thing and one thing only. If, if that guy wanted to do sketch comedy for any reason, he wouldn't be able to because that's not what his channel's for. And it's, it's just one of those things where there's so much out there now and people are so established and people, you know, they know what they want. They know who they're subscribed to. People aren't looking for new stuff anymore. They just want to see what they are told to see, I, I suppose. So, you know, I work for a channel that's been around since 2006. Wow. And... um you know, I feel like I feel like it's always a struggle to remain as creative as possible while still trying to maintain relevancy in a platform that's that fluctuates uh, more than any other platform, more than TV, more than YouTube, or more than Netflix, more than even live, because people on the internet are so fickle. So it's 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 a because it's, it's crazy the internet. Yeah, people. <laughs> I mean, like Vine. You know, people have six second six second attention spans. It's uh, every day somebody says like something like that about the internet. I always think of Prince saying, "Internet's a fad. <laughs> it's a fad, man. It's a fad. Yeah, I think I think the internet's here to stay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Sorry. But as like we go on, I feel like it becomes more and more like. <clears throat> like a utility like a television almost is just a utility or like a telephone is now a utility you know where twitter i think is sort of a utility you know i think there are power companies that's what it feels like it's good should be moving towards it should be open to everyone to like have it be it in it like just be able to connect and access it at any given time because um it should be that free and it should be that open uh and that's what makes it special but I do see like the calamities in a lot of these, you know, bad words, you know, on Twitter, Facebook breakdowns or, yeah, I, I get it. But that's, the, that is the bad side of anything, you know, of anything, there's always a bad side. Yeah. It's like with the internet, you get, you know, the world at your fingertips, but, uh, yeah, it's like you also get exposed to, to things. Because sometimes I feel you don't smarter be. than the internet. Like, <laughs> sometimes I could almost call it. Like it almost like, like the internet is 29 years old. <laughs> I don't know, like not as in like longevity, just like at all times. Like a dog will only get to like toddler brain. Like, yeah, the internet, the internet still, still lives like, in his parents' yeah, house. Yeah, drinking all the time, every night, <laughs> hanging out. He's a real boozer. He is a boozer. <laughs> But we still like him. <laughs> He's chill, man. He's so chill. He's so chill. Oh, man. Can and we you listen to his AMSR? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's so quiet. Can we light another joint? Yeah. Up on this oh, piece? Hold, yeah. Oh, totally. hell yeah. Um, yes. I, uh, Yay. Sorry. I got one. No, I got I'm one. Light on. Sweet. Good man, I'm feeling great. Let me see if you touched on anything that I wanted to get to. I'm so sorry. Do you think comedy is selfish? You think outside of the you know us being potheads talking about comedy and how deep we can get with it because we mm-hmm. love it, but can it be seen as a very less noble, more selfish career? Coming from wherever you come from. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I feel like it is selfish, but I feel like most careers are selfish. You know, why do you do something? Because, you, you know, some people are forced into a career they don't love, you know, but they're, but they're in that career for certain reasons. But a comedy career, literally, if you're trying to make something of yourself, is to be known as a one-person entity, in a sense. Uh, whereas... Being a doctor or a lawyer, or like you know, a business person or banker, whatever, have a career, another career outside of entertainment, like yeah, is it ego driven? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Is it always yeah that? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think so. If people didn't have like a ego, I mean, I don't know. That's it's kind of like a to me. It's so simple. It's like duh. <laughs> you inspire me. Let me put a mark right here. This was. Just... Mark one, got it. Yeah, ego is important. I feel you know. So ego is because it's because ego is funny. That's what's that. As long as you are able to harness it and understand how dumb it is, like it's funny. Yeah, ego is. You need a balance. You need to be self aware of who you are as well. You can't just be so um, enamored with yourself. Like I like this whole like idea of like ego death is like. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a that's such a, a, a complicated subject because a lot of my friends are you know like hippies and and stuff like that, and you know they could probably speak more about consciousness than I do because because uh, <laughs> that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I feel like a healthy amount of self awareness, but if you lose that ego, you kind of lose <laughs> you kind of lose treating like treating yourself the way you feel like you should be treated. I feel, you know, if you don't, if you have no ego and you don't give a a shit about yourself, you're going to treat yourself like shit. And, you know, I kind of need to stand up as an ego boost because I don't give a shit about like life in general. Cause I feel like stand up uh, depressed people are gravitated towards it because like, I feel like, like deep down, everyone knows like "Ah, when you, when you die, you know, who knows, you know, but so you kind of, you kind of have to enjoy it. So it's like, well, if you're so bummed out, you can't enjoy anything else, but you enjoy stand up, then that's kind of, or, or entertaining or, you know, or even being a doctor and helping people. What if that's the thing that, you know, gives you something to hang your hat on at the end of the day? And I feel like that stems from an ego. I feel like. Yeah, that was, that's so that, yeah. Cause when I was in like, um, when I was in the military and then even after, like I was always in healthcare. I was always trying and it totally was my, like you said, place to put my hat up like to every, like, yeah. When I was done, I was like, I fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. You're Saved welcome. another one, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This fag's going to heaven. Like, absolutely. But being a comedian, like I lost a lot. I don't know if I'm helping any, but I don't know if I'm doing anything good. I do feel a little selfish sometimes because I went from such, and I even was once, uh, my husband and I were leaving a Dodgers game uh, with uh, 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 two pretty high up people in like the world. And they asked me, so why, why LA? I was like, because I'm a veteran and I would nurse and now I want to do me. <laughs> like, but I haven't really gotten to that point where I really felt that way. You know, I never really expressed myself yet or like gotten to that level of comedy where I was like, yeah, I nailed that. Like another check off the list of things I got to do before. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's... no one's satisfied ever. Mm. I, I've like you know I'm I'm very young, and a thing I've learned is that like you, you, you like when I was like oh yeah when I'm 25 I want to have it all figured out. <laughs> I remember like thinking of that when I was like 12 or something like that, and then uh, I don't know it's it's like no one's ever like oh yeah I'm done. I'm there's no more room right. for improvement. <laughs> no one wakes up one day it was like yeah I'm I'm perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> oh, crushing life. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. That's something I've been thinking about lately, too. Because, you know, there's. it feels like no matter how much you get, you're always dissatisfied. Am I supposed to be a billionaire? Is that always... So I got to take care of everybody? Or should I not worry about anything? And just, yeah. like, whatever? Like, what am I... So I shit in the middle? Is that what I'm shooting for? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, the thing. It's like, it's not about what you get. I, you know, you just, it's about, like, enjoying the process. That's why stand up is like what I like to do because I enjoy it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and I hate when people call it therapy because I'm like, if you call it therapy and you feel like that, go get real therapy. Yes, because this is you got to write. You got to like you, you're thinking of an idea that you're trying to make funny. You know, not. It's, it's therapeutic. It is. It can't, it's, cathartic. it's cathartic. <laughs> yes, it's very cathartic. There's the word cathartic. Yeah, cathartic. Cathartic. <laughs> do you like Chinese? Oh, I love Chinese. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. Do you mind? Oh, please. I'm going to wear Chinese real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I like it. I do overthink it, but I think that's part of the fun of it. Mm-hmm. That, that's our cross to bear. It's like, oh, you have to be prophetic all the time in your brain. Oh, you <laughs> have to think about the thing you love because you love it so much and you don't want to lose it. <laughs> so narcissistic. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. you get to wake up and know what you want to do the rest of your life. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> right. Oh, Dude, people, people don't know don't and that's where i feel bad because i'm always like how can i help you find it that's why anytime mm-hmm. somebody wants to get into comedy i'm like that's that yeah. i never want to say no <laughs> yeah and that's why i say try it once i'm never gonna be like oh it's not for you because i don't know i don't know if it's for you or not but yeah i, don't, I mean like also if people want to go to school hey you should go mm. to school <laughs> like people should just do i feel so guilty though for what they want so many years about schooling and school and getting it done and being like over my 20s and just having it be a constant worry. I'm like, we're to the point where I was like, bef- I, I made a pact with myself. I was like, before I'm 30, I need some piece of paper from a s- certified institution that says that I'm, I have a human brain to this degree at least, you know, literally. Um, and I did it and I'm actually really surprised and it really was a weight off my shoulders just to get the associates. I'm like, I could go for the BA kind of whenever now. I'm a really fast learner now and I'm getting better. And like, I want to learn, th- but it took a while because I didn't know if I wanted to be a nurse all my life. I don't know if, but it's still there like, mm-hmm. and it's cheap, yeah. <laughs> but the and nursing pays well. Like it's a great career, but it's like, I'm going to be fine. Not pursuing just now that venture. Right. You that's know? there. That's there for you when you're, if, if this doesn't work out, you know, No, I'm going to die doing this. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> if my brain ever gets sad like that, that's what I have to like say now because I read notebooks of mine when I was 20, you know, two, 23 years old. I'm like, oh, little baby, look at you with your little problems. Like, yeah. And just teasing at myself about like the being oh, so fucking emo. But yeah, <laughs> but being so sad about nothing I had control over. Yeah, man. Oh, it's so easy to do that, though, because the, the things you don't have control over are the worst things in your life. No, they're like, I have no control over this. It's going great. <laughs> Hmm. 
weed makes you sit down. Hell yeah. This is great. This is good weed. This, is, this joint is much smoother than most joints I've smoked. I just drive around LA sometimes and find new stores to go into. Uh, but today I was bored and I was like, um, what's going on in Hollywood High Grade? Fucking Hollywood High Grade. The Walmart. Of really? Amazing. I would love to go. More like the Target. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so you have to dress nice? Yeah, get a little, put a collar on, damn it. <laughs> Come in here with a team with a gym shorts ew i hate gym it's so it just looks like a cum rag that you're wearing i hate gym <laughs> shorts in public it's the most disgusting thing I, if i go to gym shorts it's like to go to like avon or you j- <laughs> like, exactly it's you fucking guys who cares oh. dude suck it i wish i had yeah. the confidence flip-flops too get at, get at me i think <laughs> don't at me <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. I don't. I try not to do it, <laughs> but you know, hey man, they're comfy. Also, I don't have nice shorts. I and have it's pants. not. It's probably just because I'm a pervert. Just because I'm okay. like hot. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, Jim. Sh- and so, like, when I go to a weed store, I just want to yeah bring it up a notch for them because they're being more professional now. Your and bud tenders. Yeah, I gotta know your I bud tenders. They, but they don't count it anymore, and that's what's creeping me out. It's like, yeah, that's an eighth. Oh. I'm like, what? Are you sure? Are you sure? I didn't yeah. see you do it now. You just pulled jars out of a yeah. filing cabinet. Yeah. It's getting weird now. And I was like, oh, I ruined it. Everything's prepackaged. <laughs> Everything's prepackaged. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, well. It's, what are you going to do? I, I love it. It's so cheap. It's so cheap and so ready to go. So ready to go. I took my dad to one while he was out here. What did he say? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he was like he was like me, just overwhelmed. Just like anyone else. Anyone who walks into a weed store for the first time. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nervous a little bit too. It's mm-hmm. like because oh, it was like so taboo and all of a sudden it's like just spread out. <laughs> yeah. Here's a free joint. Yeah. There's people giving samples of shit. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. It's the Publix of weed stores. Man, that's something we should talk about is Publix. Dude, don't even mention Publix around me. That's a Florida thing, dude. Probably one of the best supermarkets ever. Because it's run and looks like a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and and the same way that people go there to die. (laughs) But the, the best thing about Publix, you know... One is they're white people that aren't racist. Yes. Okay, maybe they are. But it's union too. <laughs> but they're they're but they're quiet about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're always like they're super polite. They're they're it's the Chick fil A of customer service at Publix. I don't get this Chick fil A like when gay guys eat there, but a lot of gay men work there at Chick fil A. I have no this weird like do you feel protected, thy enemy? <laughs> What are you getting? Like you're selling your soul for chicken. Like I'll hire you. Like <laughs> get out of there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I don't want to get political again. No. Like, yeah, man. I also see people that like are engaged. I'm like, no, you're gay. <laughs> you're definitely gay. Every. I think it's you see it all the time. It's wild that we're at this age now that it's like it's so like in my face now like yeah i'm seeing it reverse style i'm like whoa what a scare tactic but it's like it's it's a religious uh, the people sure. i see that it's totally religious and that's what makes me sad i'm like yeah. it's that's not the love but guys that's not the love i thought that was yeah <laughs> i got that the whole point of god was to love you you have to 
Yeah, or unless you're an atheist, and it's like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Love yourself. <laughs> See, that's with me. It's like I'm too dumb not to have some sort of like spirituality in me. Like even just a time, I need it because like if I was an atheist, it'd be a fucking monster. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just no moral conscience. That's it. Those dirty atheists. Put the sex swing above the TV. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, like an atheist. We're making movies now. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, Jesus. No, I'm uh, I'm definitely I'm, I was born and raised Methodist. I don't know I don't know if you're born Methodist because it's pretty lazy. They get to you when you're a little bit older. <laughs> Methodism's very lazy. It's it's like atheist pending. It's, like we're Catholics. We are the saddest bunch. We are like my cousins are Catholic. Yeah, for sure. We don't give a fuck. That's <laughs> like, yeah, cool. We usually, yeah. I didn't know this, but there's only one Catholic president ever. Did you know that? No. Which one? Kennedy. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> All of the other ones have either been Protestant or something else. And I'm like, really? Christian, you know, what have you. New Testament. New Testament Baptist. <laughs> New Testament. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> we're insane. <laughs> that's probably... That's probably <laughs> that's it. It. You can't, can't hide it. You Catholics, can be on TV. Catholics can't hide it. When you meet someone who's Catholic, you're like, all right, marked. <laughs> marked. I see you. <laughs> you. You either scream at your wife or you drink too much so you don't scream at your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm reversed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I get. I mean, also, like, I've been in a Catholic church. What a show. Ugh. They put on a show there, don't they? And also with you. <laughs> no, it's so boring. I mean, no, they got, I think my grandmother told me the other day, she was like, uh, she's like, no, we got the guitar and the drums now. I'm like, all right, grandma, <laughs> Hell <rock and> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Can I get some butthole surfers at this service, please? <laughs> I was drinking from a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. I, I mean, all my family is Catholic, so when they get married, they get married in a Catholic church. Um, so it's like I wish they didn't hit the gates because I would love that. Uh, my train would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. That'd be dope. I would. I would love to get married in a Catholic church. How fucking epic! You nice, know, like, nice architecture. Oh, that's it. Just uh, <laughs> we went to one uh, New Hampshire. Or New York, like upstate New York. But anyways, we went to this wedding. It was beautiful out there. And all of a sudden, in the middle of this town, it's this giant cathedral Catholic church with like pillars to the sky. And I'm like, and you guys get mad at Muslims? <laughs> like, this is obscene. Oh, no, it's tax-free. <laughs> oh, totally. Idiots. <laughs> beautiful wedding, though, and I was jealous. Oh, yeah. And there was no sides now. Like, that was pretty edgy of this church. There was no, oh. like, groom side and bride's everyone's well so like we get Ooh, to sit everywhere it's a yeah. mixer it was, <laughs> it's a mixer let's get some no sinning no sin. no sinning i'm what god's watching <laughs> oh, too oh, yeah being in a being in a catholic service as an atheist is one of the most bizarre things it's how like, long was the service? Like an hour or yeah, two? Was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a full two. They, <laughs> i think they i think God they forbid. yeah right it was but it's usually like 45 you know they, they talk about it a little while and then i've also been to just services like with my family and those are like whoa, whoa what are you guys doing it's just like mass detention finding god leave <laughs> us alone <laughs> guys he's right up there yeah look up Duh. <laughs> don't stare 
yeah but it's just like when i'm there it's i can't help but look around and just watch parents like control their kids you know like kids that are like talking and having a, a nice time <laughs> and there's like no stop <laughs> like you're supposed to be singing you know and and like Fuck all this all up. this weird stuff yeah i'm just like ah, you know there's kids so you didn't take to religion no, no, no. I don't think my parents did too much either. No, they didn't make me. They let me try. My mom was into it for a while because you got to dress up. <laughs> my my mom is religious and she believes, but she never forced it on mm-hmm. people because I think her uh, mom did that. And I think because of that, she didn't do it to her kids. And then my dad's kind of like a, a hippy dippy. Uh, he's a great, great guy, but my he's dad's the same hippy dippy. Yeah. Sort of old military dude like, yeah, yeah in a, a good shit. way you know yeah, he read, reads books about buddha hell yeah dude <laughs> hell yeah dude lots of indian authors in his book collection whoa yes yeah he's very traveled. well read <laughs> very well traveled yeah he's been to pensacola once I think everyone's been saying that lately <laughs> well traveled oh, you're, so tra- you're well traveled oh, you're, so you're, so, oh, you're so experienced in the oh world. you run away oh. from your problems constantly right O'Toole it loves ripping on those people i i love it so much I think that I honestly think that's like kind of deep down what it is. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, like, I mean, there's one thing. It's like if you have a job that allows like pay time off and you go, mm-hmm. but it's like if <laughs> go to live somewhere. Yeah, if you're taking like these weird vacations with strangers or people that you know for like months at a time, like, I'm traveling. I'm traveling the world. It's like you're you're being weird. <laughs> you're being really weird about it. You you need to settle down. How say? Huh? How do you say how? how? Like in what way? How do you say that? Yeah. You don't say it to those people. You just say, have a nice time. <laughs> I'll never see you again. <laughs> I don't know. People, and when they get back, do they ever come back? They always come back. Okay. <laughs> and then they leave, you know, three months later. Like, oh my God, I met this guy. We're going to, we're going to, the, oh. we're going to Montana for 2000 years. <laughs> That's a whole nother like show I could do <laughs> on just like the I don't know and I don't want to tell anybody again I don't want to tell anybody no like I'm like but I can't help you if this is gonna be your thing you know this is not how I'm pursuing what I'm doing and you're going a different route so you can't get mad at me if I can't you know offer my the assistance I've always offered if you're out and about and being this you know unprofessional thing entity i guess but then again to each their own do it go like, yeah live that life but go do your thing you gotta do you gotta pick that when you're in like yeah i guess 20s but i don't have but much yeah. information yet because some guy in their 60s is sitting there listening to this shit going fuck both of you guys fuck them fuck everybody get out there go to germany go like, to i mean India. I, also, I also understand it it's you know we talked about it earlier we know what we want to do right yeah you know we know what we want to do how we want to do it and I feel like if people are in their 20s and they, they graduate college and they're like, well, what the fuck do I want to do? Like people graduate with their degree and they hate it all the time, you know, probably, you know, nine times. Out of, I wouldn't say nine times out of 10, but six, six times out of 10, seven times out of 10. Psychological psych majors. Yeah. Who are managers somewhere mm-hmm. because they didn't really like. I was like, so then do something else. Like, yeah, they didn't, yeah, they didn't want to get their PhD. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like. But then know, there's so many other reasons. Money, experience, like what's going on in their life that they. they, can't, they complain. Where's, what's the, can't complain. What's the tea? I've learned that phrase. Pretty, pretty fun phrase. 
Is it spill the tea? Is that what? Did I, what's the tea? Yeah, Am I stupid? The, no, that is the tea. <laughs> what's yeah, the spill tea? It. What's the tea? Spill the tea. <laughs> I love that. That's very gay culture. Oh, I just, I just love it. Drag queens, I think. <laughs> Hell <yeah>. yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, but what were we, we were spilling the tea on? We're spilling the tea on people who travel a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck those no. Guys. Yeah. It's totally. I just think it's like people don't know what they want to do, and sometimes like, you know, maybe they do know what they want to do, but they they want to have like explore now. Then that's their thing before they want to settle down. Oh, yes. I feel like there is something deep down where it's like. Need to kind of figure out themselves, and it's about like I don't know, You're literally long-term. settling down, right? Oh, tell me more. Like what? What would you? What age group would you say would be? Or like, what? I don't know, everyone's different. I know, like people never. Sometimes people never settle down, and yeah. they're just those people, and that's tight. You know, you do your thing. I want to settle down eventually. <laughs> don't know when. No one knows when. I feel like it's weird when people are like, "All right, I'm going to do this when I'm 35, and then that's it." <laughs> Why? <laughs> why? Why the yeah. heavy break? Yeah, like what? What happens if thirty three and it's supposed to happen, or thirty nine? Uh, specifically in comedy, because it's hard and it's mm-hmm. rough. And I saw this comedian. She went on stage. She was at the beer garden downstairs, uh, downtown, um, upstairs uh, in the balcony area, and she was doing it. Anyways, I laughed at one of her jokes. It was so fucking funny. And she goes, "Thank you. This is." fucking killing me <laughs> everyone's laughing just just dying is hilarious but like yeah that's what it feels like to me sometimes like really trying new stuff on stage or like going out there and trying a new bit is like yeah it takes the toll like the, the wrinkles are coming in uh-huh. <laughs> the hair is turning gray yeah it's awful it's, it's awful it's so yeah but I try to keep that, yeah, that's still like green energy, though. I feel like that's sort of the soul of it all is trying to, yeah, stay positive through because have a fun with the with the travel. Because I look back at my, like I call it portfolio, but like my whole, what I've created over the years I've been out here. And I'm like, who would have fucking guessed? Like, I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do anything close to this shit. And I look I'm like, <laughs> where was I? Yeah. And you can't sit in that for too long. And you got to like get on the next thing. And uh, yeah, so I got to stop smoking so much weed. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I don't know. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Worry it's, about okay. it. it's, it's so, it's, it's so hard to think about when you think about it in the big picture. You know, it's just kind of like, what's, what's going on right now? What's going on tomorrow? What, what can I do to improve today? Like, and sometimes it's like, I, I'm almost always exhausted when I do things. I've been up since, you know, seven. I've been working and I just drove straight here and then I'm going to go do a mic after this and it's chill. But it's also like I I choose to do that because it's what I value, you know? So people just got to do what they value. Some people value traveling. We value work. And it is, it is kind of like, we are at this age where it's like, what are we going to do when we're 40? What's, what are we going to do when we're like 50? You know, because no one's ever like, all right, Master, I'm going to make it to the, <laughs> I'm going to make it to 30 and then quit. Right. I hate that. I did put in my, I did give myself one year when I left Florida. I really? Said, Mom, dad, if I don't get an agent by time, you know, in a year, I don't think I'm really taking mm-hmm. this seriously and I should, you know, I'll pack it up and just go to nursing and like, you know, work it out back home. Um, did you get an agent? No. 
Just, just fucking rocking. What are you though. still doing here? Like it was because LA is not what you think it is. Like it is a story for each and every person who gets to live here. Like luckily, and like it's not what it's. It's not what you think it is. Everyone I see is like this character that they're not actually playing that they should be, but it's like they're going against the grain just being here in a sense, and that's that's inspiring to me because that that alone is enough for me to feel like. Oh, I sh- I'm doing the right thing, or I'm like I'm having a good time, and you know it's a reflection of you know the city. But yeah, it's, nobody knows, just like anywhere else. But this is the longest place I've ever lived in my life. I've moved every three years since you were a kid. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, San Diego, Guam, back to San Diego, Spain. Oh, military family. Yeah, oh, yeah. Here, Guam. No one moves to Guam, not in the military. But my family's actually uh, native of Guamanian people. Really? Of which Moros. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's but if you're born on the island and you're just a person, like from wherever, uh, but you have a baby, they're Guamanian now. They're like part of the island people. and uh, Or you could call us Guamanese if you're a racist. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite type of food. <laughs> but yeah uh food's coming sorry dude yeah no i can't (laughs) wait no man me too i can't wait to crush it now we're talking about food oh yeah um yeah i low-key want to just stop comedy and just like become a chef (laughs) i told dimitri i could open a restaurant tomorrow like yeah do you like to cook yeah i make good i make some good dishes i don't know if i like know how to like make sauces and stuff just yet hey man a menu doesn't have to be that long Mm-mm. and my recipes are bomb 10 10 items tops it's pretty i think i got it from my mama <laughs> <laughs> just like your ass yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, she couldn't work it like this <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i make amazing pork chops both grilled baked or fried i make oh. it's killer mac uh mac and cheese yes baked. Yeah. yes yeah Yes. But we're getting Chinese food. (laughs) (laughs) How long is this podcast? Well, sometimes when they're good, they're long. No, I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) I I get exhausted thinking about this stuff all day sometimes because that's all you think about. Questioning. Yeah. Why? 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 And I hate it because it does feel like what prophetic whining to me. Like, stop waxing philosophical and get back to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the manager brain in my head, but the other side is it. It's like, yeah, well, is it selfish? And like, ugh, does, it doesn't matter what people think. You just got to keep doing it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. As long as you're having fun. It's cool to be selfish. Just don't hurt other people. That's the... Like, yes, don't hurt other people. Also, try not to hurt yourself. That's oddly such a political statement now. Like, just don't hurt other people. Oh, you're talking about guns? You're talking about races? You're talking about... No, I'm just like, don't hurt anybody. Say whatever you want to say. Just don't hurt anybody. Yeah, why are you saying it? Think about it. Yeah. Think about why. don't pay money to people to go hurt people. (laughs) (laughs) Also that. That's bad, too. Bad news. Bad Bad news. news. But no, I, yeah, it's it's it seems so simple, right? I thought I, I thought it was. I too. thought, man, I, thought I was, was buying it. Yo, what for the so fuck? Many years. <laughs> uh, ooh, I was buying it. Man, it was yeah, everyone's drinking that Obama no, 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 no. juice. Ooh, it was good, mm. but it still is good. Like I'll watch his show. 
Obama has a yeah, show? I feel like he's made us stronger because of all of that. Obama and has a show? And having our dreams completely smashed in front of us. Like, mommy dearest or something. No more why I guess. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like... It's true. I think we do. We need a roughening because we will get taken advantage of in the future, I think. And yeah, this as long as if it's just a political bleh, 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 bullshit, then I'm, I'm fine with that. As long as we're not in a two front war again, like the fucking Bush. Yeah, <laughs> let's 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 shake it up. But let's not. Yeah. <laughs> invade other countries. Not with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Idiots. No. <laughs> yeah. So well, I was saying is like, hey, guys, be selfish. Don't invade other countries. <laughs> no, wait till we get our space force. <laughs> oh Jesus! You know what's funny about that? When I was in, when I joined in 2002, one of my drill sergeant, or uh, uh, sorry, military training instructors, um, told me uh, and the rest of the class, you know, uh, they're actually thinking about starting an air and space force, and we were like, whoa. And then I never heard about it again for years mm-hmm. and years and years. And then this fucking month, out of nowhere, Trump's all like, oh, we're gonna open a space force. I'm like, what the fuck? Holy shit, it's happening. It's real. You just had to wait for the crazy president. You had to wait for the mad king to do it. Yeah, because it's like it's like the weapons that they can... Uh, dro- like really, they're just dropping shit from space. That's how it works. That's what they want to do. They just want to drop shit from space. Precision. And, yeah, precision dro- oh. shit dropping. Yeah. But the thing is, so it's like you're kind of like opening up Pandora's box when you, when you start to escalate your weaponry. It's like, we already have nukes, guys. We don't need controlled nukes i thought we were supposed to be going to space for peace like you can't get to space unless you're the nicest star trek people you can be like that's <laughs> what i thought we were moving like we were so, but again i'm a nerd so no yeah, <laughs> like, i thought they were there to colonize and get along yeah yeah what happened to that peaceful nerd potheads like <laughs> no we're not getting that and that was the yeah but no that shit is nuts that shit's nuts and it, it uh, sadly doesn't surprise me I hope it goes nowhere. I hope they don't waste trillions of dollars. I think both will happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't one like like Air Force jet cost us like half oh, a trillion something like dollars? Something like the F-22 project. What oh was the number? God. I have no idea. Which is sad because you know what? The the, the Raptors and Tindall, and Tindall like in Florida, like they're great. They brought, brought a lot of people and an economy to Panama City. It was nice to have them. But mm-hmm. the new technology should have been faster to come through. It should have been better. It should, like, why? Are, what's the holdup? Is it money? Because it can't be. <laughs> yeah. Where did that go? I'm so curious. So, man. yeah. Dude. Oh, we have to be better. Not great. Just be better. <laughs> Man, I, I really don't want to think about the billions lost in that project. Oh, oh my god, it's done. Oh, so gross, dude. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> me and my bud Ryan. You know Ryan. Uh-huh. People on the podcast, you should know Ryan. He's great. But we talk about all the time how these billionaires are like, <laughs> instead of helping poor people, they're building rockets to get off this fucking planet. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> <They're> Felicia. Like, <laughs> 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 Why is that your move? <laughs> Like the king of Amazon is just like, <laughs> like taking his hookers into space. I don't know the guy, but I'm assuming that's what he's doing. He's, he's cartoon villaining into the stratosphere. It's nuts. It's nuts. Literally a bald dude holding a cat. <laughs> Sorry, low blow, low blow. I didn't mean bald. I love bald. Bald guys are hot to me. No, but, but a cat? <laughs> like a Dr. Evil character, literally, of like a Wally type movie situation. <laughs> like, big and large is taking off, guys. Who's getting on board? <laughs> yeah, it's 
It's like every time before he like speaks in public, it's like he turns to somebody and says, hey, watch this. <laughs> just like does whatever the fuck. He's like, what are you doing? I'm being a nightmare. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and then we think, and it's like Google originally, don't be evil was their logo. And they're building these weird square boxes in the ocean. Yeah, like, if, what is new? If, if, if don't be evil is your mission statement, yeah, it's not good. <sighs> yeah, dude, dude, just a couple of high people talking corporate conspiracy, That's dude. That's it. Dude, you're turning on your lights with your phone. Yes. What? You're giving in. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving in. I had a we had a barbecue the, a few weeks ago, and my friend Travis and Jess is. Do you know Jess Mulder? You know Jess Mulder, who runs Hollywood Hotel from Karma Lounge. Jess Mulder. Um, no, I I only see Chris when he hosts. Oh, I'm I have sorry. my nights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what night does Jess host? Tuesdays. Okay. Um, and then she does Friday nights sometimes for Reed Rackenberry's sweet night show. It was great. She's part of the pool. Hell yeah. Uh, her boyfriend, Travis, was over at our place a few nights back. And uh, Travis kept coming up to me like when we would bump into each other. He'd be like, dude, thanks for having us come out to Tarzana. It's really nice out here. Like, <laughs> so fucking suburban to him. Because, yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, man. Sherman Oaks is nice. <laughs> man, that Calabasas breeze, brother. Like, yeah, I think I'm middle. As That's it. It's just middle. It's fine. It's happy. Yeah. But he's teasing the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh. I think this is great. This is a sweet But yeah, I love the tech. Sweet I love going. But we're not doing the radio. Uh, like, our phones are enough to listen to us, let alone all these little dots everywhere. Uh, the Alexas? Oh, those things. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well... Who is giving money to Doctor yeah, Evil? It's chill. It's chill, man. What a yeah, what a conservative thing to do though is just have an Alexa and just be like, hey, government. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Right, and I feel bad. Because you know what? I don't think they really believe that sometimes, all that bullshit. They just say it and be mad and whatnot. <laughs> and then they're gonna get picked up and then they're gonna get handled for bullshit that I don't think it's, I don't know. I'm too forgiving. Fuck them. You are too forgiving. I too I've, no, forgiving. I've noticed Sorry. that during this podcast. Yeah. Hey, man, if they say the N-word on stage, cut them out of your cut life. Out of my life. Cut them out, unless they're black. Then don't cut them out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that would be rude. It's their right. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's an easy rule to follow. It's like I'm going home with these people. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many good comics out here. It, yeah, it is insane. I how do we? Oh, that was another question I was going to ask you. How do we make the comedy uh, community like uh, 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 getting better? Uh, things seen in the community per se. Like, how could we improve? Stop scratching the couch. I think it's adorable. Um, <laughs> how do we get? Uh, do we go health insurance? Like, because they're not going to give it to it. Like, how do we take care of each other better? Because take- if we're in a solitude sort of career where we don't go into an office we don't see people we don't have the benefits of money (laughs) or you know resources to you know but again we are just talking we are just making sounds with like how do you help each other's like fellow comedian yeah Yeah. i I feel you i like the comedy bureau i give to that yeah that patreon's pretty tight the the venues you know those really help it's it's the showrunners that like people who run the open mics it's I, like I a natural hierarchy I, that we've accepted. I consider them saints. Yeah, you know, they're like oh, the, the, saint, the hosts, Saint Soto, and and now Saint uh, Saint, saint Scoble. Scoble. 
Saints Coble taking over. But no, I mean, it's... I'm going to give Mulder a shout out. St. Mulder. <laughs> They're great. They're great. But Peter and Danielle and everyone who runs a mic in... It's Quincy Johnson. Quincy Johnson. He runs a billion mics. Those people are... I don't know. Yeah, they're he's Obama. <laughs> he's Obama with more drugs. <laughs> oh, I did his PUI show. It was great. That's yeah, dude, time. what a good show. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love. He he brings this sort of strong stone, happy environment that I'm just like I'm happy to be around him. Like he's Absolutely. so warm. Like yeah, one of my favorites. And if you if you aren't having a good time, he'll like he'll take you back and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You're having a good time. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. That's a good impression. <laughs> oh man, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's. I think that's the most important thing is kind of it being a community, like talking to people at mics. You know, like I know when you go to mics, it's it's easy to not talk to people. Yeah, it's and, hard. Yeah, it's hard to talk to people for sure. But sometimes people need to be talked to and just to be heard and. Yeah, we are of the people. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way. I remember when I first moved out, no one would talk to me. And, and she was and she was hard for like six months. No one talked to me. But we can smell that though. It's like eh, wait a few more weeks. He's not ripe yet. <laughs> but like but like what is that? Like what is that? Nasty. Um we are all from somewhere different, old school cattiness, like that we all just have built in, like where we could some people and some people get taken advantage of if they're too early too. Some people do, you know, if, if something doesn't pan out work wise or through, like it was because I was new or because they were taking advantage. Of, oh gosh. Like this is, these are the trials that I don't want to get involved with with somebody who's, you know, uh, very fresh in mm-hmm. a sense. Like, right. Too green is maybe too bad. You know, yeah. you know, it'll get like there. You like got to have a little, yeah. And I'm from the school of thought too, where it's like, if I see you in six months, cool oh you're hired (laughs) cool welcome just just sustain that's Mm -hmm. all you're doing is sustaining to work alongside all these other people who are just sustaining like yeah it's nuts always working always hustling yeah i don't like the the dismissal it's like when you see like it's such a real it's a stereotype that's real you know like yeah absolutely so dismissive but once that seal's broken it's a lot of candy. It's a lot of like happy people, I think, because mm-hmm. we're always in the sun, like Florida. Yeah, it's like Florida, once... I think, has bitch face all the time. But then you, once you warm up, it's like, you're going to a barbecue, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think people get their clicks, right? And then people are kind of happy with a group of friends. And I see that. And I like that, though. I don't yeah. mind it. I don't they, mind they find, it either. They find a little security in that. Like when right. you look at the circles of who's like an Instagram of who's really connected in comedy. It's really a really wild map. Oh, you see yeah. like these big bubbles matching with all these little bubbles. And then like mm-hmm. these little bubbles are all like, you can learn a lot about someone's mutuals friend lists yeah. for sure. Like, really oh, you know them, but why don't you know that or something like that? But just my feed in general and seeing who's popping up at what open mics and like, at what that's interesting. Stuff. Should we close the door back there? Oh, maybe? sorry. Yeah. It was hot today. Oh yeah. No, please. I don't want the bugs getting in. Did. But uh, yeah, no, clicks aren't too bad. It's it's when people don't leave their clicks, of course. You know, you always you always see that too. So when people like are so in their click that they don't go to other neighborhoods. Okay, or, so I start to mics. see that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, because it again, it's 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 when you get comfortable. Like I was going to Karma three times mm-hmm. a week. I was hitting up maybe 
North Hollywood a couple of times a month. Like I should be just every day going back over the hill, sort of driving against traffic, strategizing my open mics that way. But then again, some are lottery and you can't always get up on, you know, it's, you're not that person yet to. Yeah. And you, you do a little, a little way out. Uh, you, you in general, yeah. I'm talking about myself, but yeah. 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 But yeah, you, you, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's just like picking up, picking up your boots and, and getting out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It is, it is that thing where you're talking about sustaining, you know, it's like people have a hard time out here and I just say, show up, you know, like you get lucky by showing up, you know, uh, probably hung over too. probably hung over, <laughs> but you know what? Stand up doesn't happen until 8 PM. So <laughs> it's not that hard. You know, going to work hungover like an adult, you have some coffee, you Same make it, shit. you make it through five Do it. and then you just get your ass out, <laughs> get your ass out from home. Oh, I think that's the hard thing too is like people are so burnt out all the time but it's it's when you kind of get over that and just like go every night and like really get on and then that's when you start getting stuff it's when you get better too like that's the thing it's like you you force yourself to get better if you don't take breaks because like even like going out two to three times a week i feel is not enough Mm-mm. I used to think three times a week was enough. No. Yeah. When I started, I you got to literally be working six nights a week and then get a day off or so, or maybe two, if, you know, Monday. Yeah. But yeah, you got to be out there. You got to be out there. You got to be like, if you're not hitting a mic, going to a show, you know, or you know, I don't like going to parties to meet comedians. I don't like that. If I like a comedian, I'll go to their party. Don't get me wrong. But like I've, I've known people who are like, oh, yeah, we're going to this thing. It's because people there are from UCB and like, oh, they're on a team or some shit. I'm like, oh, who fucking cares? They probably suck. Probably shitty people. <laughs> but, you know, nothing against UCB. But just in, in that instance, I have plenty against UCB. <laughs> Did you do it? I didn't do UCB. I learned uh, UCB in college from the book. So Which is what? The, oh, yeah, the, you read the it. improv manual. Yeah, I read it. <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> yeah, reading it and doing it in practice, I feel if you take very seriously, are very strong. Like I watched what they told me to watch. You know, with the Ask Cat group and mm-hmm. like Tina Fey and all them, and the premise and the basic catches and the and the the you know and the A to Cing with them and the yes ending was so the stories that they were giving were so fucking spot on and strong. Like just, they knew almost before they were going to talk and that's a hard thing to build. So I kind of get a little credit to like the better teams in LA, but yeah, it's hard. That's a hard, I used to think I could just, I got charisma. (laughs) I can do it. I'm in it. It ate me alive. It's very it's hard. hard. Very hard. Another thing you have to do constantly to stay good at. Oof, that is a muscle. And that's that's actually hard. That's something I I have a really hard time doing because you can't do it alone. Stand up, you can rely on yourself. But when you're when you're with six other people, those six other people need to be with you too. Chinese food. I mean, you got everything. Huh? You got everything. I did get everything.
I made, I've made approximately one too many my wife jokes in professional <laughs> meetings. That's the big confession. Yeah. It landed, then I did it again, and people were like, there you shine. But I love it. I did a... Do you see my, my wife joke on stage, right? I think so, yes. It's so great. People hate it. <laughs> I you, got, get to, you get one for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and they boo me. And they boo you? I've gotten. Do you get for like that joke. the audible like uh, like the groans? That and then people also boo. <laughs> <laughs> they say out loud boo. <laughs> I like it when people boo with the word boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> just the it's like a the onomatopoeia of disapproval. You know, just boo. <laughs> so it's such a simple. Th- Phrase since it's a simple onomatopoeia that says so much. Oh yeah, <laughs> boo, boo. And then I also see a cane right after. <laughs> that, 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 boo. What's what's the worst time you bobbed? Oh, these these old these old story. Um, <laughs> Have you talked about it before? Back on the in podcast? motherland, huh? Have you talked about it before on the podcast? I don't think so. Not on this one. Oh, I just said it on Dave Neal's. Do you know Dave Neal? No, don't, no one ever listened to his podcast either. You get the story right here. Is he nice? I don't want to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, good, but hey. I just said the story, but no, if nobody knows. So I, Should I, I go just, listen to it? I, I'm just, it was my second time ever performing in Tallahassee at the uh, Comedy Zone. Uh, and um, Greg Cashmania was there. And they, okay. said, and they were all there. It was this like... Um, Battle against UFC and FSU, but none of us went to college. <laughs> we were just representing these two to this comedy battle, and my parents came up from Panama City, Florida. They sat in at the the show, and they sat right in the back. They got a nice high top table. The show was going great. I had just got the book spot for that night because I had just won. I'm on a high from a comedy festival or a comedy competition they had a week prior. Oh, and yeah. they got me right back. You're oh, ready to yeah. go. You're in it. You're a savant. <laughs> fucking go wrong. <laughs> go fucking wrong. <laughs> I get on stage and I'm so fucking psyched. I couldn't be more filled with confidence. Like I have never felt so. I'm ready to show my. This is my dream. It was your second time doing comedy. Second time doing comedy. Did you? Su- so your first time was the competition. Yeah, <laughs> but what a cliched story too. Like I feel like a lot of good comedians Dude, if I was to in get that, that. If I was in that competition, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to me before, where it's like some kid just like brought all their roommates, <laughs> and they just like they fucking do some local apartment bullshit. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, the landing, more like the shooting. Ha uh-huh, ha! Come on, what's the deal? <laughs> short one time and the guy who won was him and his son doing hand puppets i'm like oh dude, fuck this competition dude, fuck that relationship, <laughs> fuck that relationship. <laughs> i had zombies i had guns <laughs> like, fuck hand puppets yeah, so dude. yes so yeah i did Stupid. i was that guy that one time jesus and, <laughs> and i get on stage and i and i tell my first joke and i look at everybody and i'm like I can't believe all these fucking queers out there with all their wanting. This is before gay marriage. I was like, all them wanting to get married with each other. Ain't that some shit? And everybody's just like looking at me. 
And the joke, the punchline is, my boyfriend hates when I say that. Dead silence. <laughs> Nobody laughed. I'm just sitting on stage. All oh, no. the confidence. It's my first bomb. I've never had a joke. Dro- it was second time I was crushed. Over 100 people? It had to be. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And it wasn't dark enough to where I couldn't see my mom and my dad just watching <laughs> and like clenching their glass drinks and not trying Yikes. to I finish. Yes. I like a pro. Okay. I did my four minutes. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> really and putting I get in the work. Off stage, about I, fe- I like I was gonna shit my pants. Like it, fe- and I just sat down next to Greg, and 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 he puts his arms around me. He goes, "Good job." <laughs> and then finally, it comes down to voting. We tie. The competition ties between the two comedian groups. And the thing comes up, and it's another comedian has to go again. And they all look around, and the Greg looks at me, and I said, he goes, you want to go again? And I was like, no! <laughs> all of them just laugh. Lisa and Andrew, they just laugh and laugh. <laughs> JC Kearns, we did, he was on the other team. He was for UF. Um, and yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, I saw him last night for the first time. <laughs> Dude, that guy is incredible. For the first time? Yeah. He's I, a great comedian. Oh, my God. He's been everywhere, too. He's such a road dog. Very nice fella. Yeah. He's so oh, he's so warm. Another, talk about another like warm person from Florida. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like one of my favorites. Oh. He did Conan. Yeah. Woof. That's pretty exciting. That's huge. Yeah, man. How do they find these people? How do they find us? Where do we go? What line do I stand in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I honestly don't know. I know I know some people are, you know, have agents or, or represent... I don't know what the difference is. But I, but like, I think I know a lot of Kimmel, like is through reps and stuff, which is, which is dope. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they just go randomly scout people. Right. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't think, think they do randomly scout people. Like my third year in doing stand up, I was at the flappers once and I had some people come out from some television show and ask me, it's like, so what do you see your career and everything? How do you feel like your comedy is going to go? And I was just like, well, I just think we're talking about being gay and military. And, blah, blah, blah. and they were like, well, what if like, what if like you didn't have like a lot of the sexual material in there about yourself? You just kept it more in like military side. And I was like, yeah, what? what? Yeah. And it was the first time I've ever been approached to do anything like a little bit more professional where I had to be like, I don't know if I want to work with you guys. Like I see what you guys are thinking you're going to get from me, but I'm not that easy to work with. Yeah, you can get your country comedian somewhere else. Yeah, your gay country comedian somewhere else. Yeah. Or whatever they were trying to fit me in. Like, And I wish I had made, you know, it's probably 10 grand. But <laughs> yeah, looking back, I should have done it. But no. I mean, I, that's how Carrot Top happens, you know? Like someone tells them, like, oh, you should do this. And then they're like, okay, yeah. And then they do it. And then they're just like, they don't do anything else ever again. Have you ever gotten a piece of information about your... Uh, set that you actually took and it worked but you remember a piece of advice or yeah i remember the best piece of advice i ever got was when i was first starting i was <clears throat> typical guy like typical uh comedian where they're just like notes on stage read from a book and then i always have my notes on stage and then i remember like jotting it down on a napkin because i forgot my notes and then this guy luke sudersky uh he was like 
this place called Drunken Monkey. And he's like, well, what, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I forgot my notes. He's like, well, it's, a, it's an open mic. It's five minutes. I'm like, well, that's a lot of time. Like when that was like, when I was like rapid fire, one liners, like five minutes is like 38 jokes. Like it's something, <laughs> yeah. something stupid. Like you do that. So it's like, they're not all going to work, <laughs> but some of them will. It's a numbers game. I just need to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, well, then like, just like, don't go up your nose. I'm like, well, what if I forget? He's like, well, then forget your material. Just forget. You'll, you'll forget it. But then when you get off stage, you'll remember it. And then the next time you go on stage, you won't forget it. And it was like it was like that, where it was just like, oh, okay. So then I finally learned to like, put the book down and try to try to feel the room a little bit more. Sometimes the book works. I like the book sometimes. Bringing it with you? Yeah, sometimes. It has been the one staple, I think, in my mind that like I get from both sides of the argument. No and yes. You know, Janine Garofalo is known for bringing a notebook all the time. You know, Bill Bird flies off the handle. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the comics I like are all material based. Like Simon Gibson. He's great out here. He's one of my favorites. He's a fucking nutso person. He's in his podcast. Great. (laughs) I'm sure it's the loudest podcast. Oh, my God. He did this show, my backyard show. And the reason I haven't done it again is because it's so so scared me. I was like, they're going to call the cops on me. And they should have. (laughs) They absolutely should have. I love you, Simon Gibson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's he's my daddy. (laughs) He's everyone. A lot of people's daddy. (laughs) Yeah. What's that about? (laughs) Pimp. But yeah, Simon Gibson is great. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, but when you watch him, you think it's off the cuff, right? Yeah. But like, if you've ever seen him, it's like, oh, he's doing that bit, or oh, he's doing that bit. It's, and it's just like it's totally material. And then uh, the comic out here who I just saw for the first time, and I'm just like way behind is Deborah Giovanni, uh, and she is fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> she is so good. She's she blows me away. She's one of my new favorites. She's so good. And uh, every time I've seen her, she's just had like a notepad and she's just like frantically reading off a notepad. And I just think that's brilliant. And like, uh, so another one of those things where it's like her uh, and Simon are similar. I think they are both from Portland. I'm probably wrong. I'm oh, probably, from Portland? I'm yeah. probably full of shit, Portland comics but they, they, funny. whether they're from Portland or not, uh, they do have similar, like, mm-hmm. like energies where it feels like it's, it's um, what you call it. It feels like it's, just like off the cuff but it's not even close you know it's just anything but off the cuff that's uh, kind of like what you're trying to get to anyway mm-hmm. and being able to jump back in not when we're high because that's <laughs> i i should know that now when i go on stage because like even when i'm doing podcast pothead i'll forget topics that we were trying to like cover and go through I'm like Whoa. what do you think stage like 20 people not even 10 people it'll last on the list so you don't smoke before you go on stage Nah, I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's uh, like books and stuff that tell you, it's like, you don't do, you want a performance? <laughs> don't do any of that. Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, Why do you smoke like up until like your name's called or like, no, I'll my smoke. rule is one hour before, one hour before I go up. I probably will smoke right before I leave the house, get a lift, get there, drop me off. Uh, uh, not at the village though. That's a new fucking like parking area. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, go Scoble. Um, but yeah, I'll probably just get a lift, take me there, and I'll have a drink. And I'm like, I've seen, like, I know why I'm not been doing well the last year and a half. I see it. I cut, I cut the drinking out. I cut the drinking out, and that helped a lot. I just got it. What? Yeah, what, it's what mic are you not asked to buy a drink? 
Yeah, it sucks, right? That's where, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a really good drinker. <laughs> yeah. I love it, too. I mean, I'm, a, I'm probably going to have some wine tonight. But I have pulled back immensely. Like, I'm not <laughs> a few years back drinking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pulling back. That's an adult thing, right? Oh, yeah. No, I feel it's just like you get over it, right? It's like when you're a kid and you're drinking, it's like, you know, oh, let's just do a keg stand because it's we're alive. And then <laughs> and then like now, that, like I'm not saying I'm old by any means, but I've drank a lot. And now when I drink, I have like three drinks. And I'm like, I miss my father. Like, <laughs> it's not the same experience drinking anymore. It's like it's super sad. I get headaches if I don't keep drinking it, you know? So like I finally just kind of cut it out a little bit. Lesson learned, <laughs> right? Wow, what an inspiring story! Thank you for being a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's like I don't think it's. I mean, unless it's a serious case, then yeah, by all means, it's not joking matter. But yeah, I am never. It hasn't stopped me from producing. Like I, I, what do they say? If it's if you can't make money or can't be, you have social life. You know, you you have a problem. Like. No, I think I'm pretty regulate, all right. Like I'm, I work. <laughs> yeah, I do projects. I'm show up at places, but yeah, but I only drink at shows, mm. and that's like, ugh, gotta get wait till I'm done with my set. But if I'm the last one, oh uh, yeah, it's the worst. That's the worst. When yeah, like and I smoke. I smoke. In line. I smoke cigarettes too, so that's not good. That's not good at all. That's the worst one, and then alcohol, and then. Heroin? No. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't, it's I, in, they're in the top three, I'm sure. Maybe reverse order, but <laughs> I mean, cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, I need to quit for sure. I started smoking because of open mics, dude. Really, dude? Yes. The bad yes. habits that living the life brings. I would always like bum, bum uh, cigarettes at open mics, and uh, then out here it was like, oh, I want to bum it during the show, so I don't have to be in the show. You know, like go watch because like open mics are brutal. They're, you're there for three hours. It's like a break at work. You're there for three hours, two hours at a time, and like <laughs> when people show up and like sit around for two hours and they they're pissed off, I get it. But that's why I started smoking because it was like, yeah. You know, I, I I say bad stuff, but I actually have a good. If I'm at a show, I'm I don't know. I'm probably having a pretty good time. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You're supposed to enjoy it, right? And but there is a nagging, irritating part to it when you're watching. Back to back to back to back open micers <laughs> who are working their shit out too. It's nice when you see comics go in between and stuff like that, like actual comics. See, I don't mind the drop-ins. I love that. I love when, you know, bump me. If you're, if you're going to show me something better from a more experienced, more pro comic, let's have at it. But not your buddy who you're fucking roommates with. Like be professional because like you said, LA will cut you out. Yeah. <laughs> if you, yeah, you let that, they don't let that shit fly all the time. People will like, you know, blacklist you. It's like, no, he's, you know, he gives all the time to his roommate, you know, da, 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 or, you know, girls who want to come up. It, I've seen yeah. it all. I've heard it all. Like, yeah. And they're not around anymore. Only the diehards who are like strict and do their due diligence when running or producing a show. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. That's why, uh, you know, it takes more than one person. I feel to run a good show. Yeah. You need yeah. When I was doing it with Rike, he was we would all set up together before I would run sound and we would go back and forth from hosting to sound, hosting to sound. But then it turned out we need a door guy now. Like mm-hmm. now you got to cuz you're running a show, you're running an atmosphere. You you want 
people to come to this event that you're throwing. Yeah. And they would actually, we did all right for her for a few months there. Like we were, but it's, it's, it's the job. That's just another job. Yeah. I mean, imagine throwing a party like for like 50 people, 50 strangers. I'm having a barbecue next Saturday if you want to come. Oh my God. Yes. Totally. Oh my God. Labor day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Please come through. Oh, yes. We do one every like couple months. If you live in LA and you have a yard, even a little patch of grass somewhere, and there's not friends over every once in a while to sit in there with you, like you're an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, what do you do? Why so do you have why it? Why do you have it? Why do you, what do you just? Uh, it's like really rich people who never do anything with it. <laughs> like, yeah. Why do you even have it? Just to be weird. Oh man, I want a, I want an offset wood smoker. Oh sweet, like so mystique bad. stuff. Oh, Mystique. <laughs> oh, what is it? What is it called? Mesquite. Mesquite. Yes. Mystique. No, what? Mystique. That's the X-Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's like something I want so bad in Los Angeles. You have a nice place. It doesn't translate in podcast form, but you have a very nice place. Uh, oh, people people can't tell, but it's oh. <laughs> it's pretty nice. And uh, I would kill for like a backyard one because you run a show in your backyard, mm-hmm. and I would love to do something like that. Like have a show and a house party. I love I love those. I'll show you Shyman Gibson's set later because he actually points out he is the king of backyard shows. <laughs> like he, it's, it was oh, man. It's weird because like you get to you do these shows and you almost want like you want to bet on it, and you want to bet on it so hard sometimes like. What if I put a couple of extra hundred bucks in another camera guy? And we've already put money into sound. Why not we produce it all? Should I get contracts for all the comedians? Should we pitch this to, you know what I mean? Like how, how professional or how farsighted should I be with all these shows in a sense? What do you think about stuff like that? Um, I try not to, you know, you think about it long term, but. Like it's just like more importantly is like the the, the like the ins and outs of the sh- it, like each show, you know? Because I feel like if you put so much pressure, which I'm totally guilty of too. Like I have this one show, uh, it's a PowerPoint show, and uh, I love doing it, but it's really hard to do because it is such a big thing, and I, I and I do try to run it by myself, and I don't think that's gonna be feasible long term i'm gonna need some help of some sort you have know your pa for 150 for I'm, the not, I'm not gonna do that shit Por qué? i don't have 150 dollars well when you get there yeah if, if i get there if i have a if i can produce like if i have a budget for something then yeah that's that's yeah let's put money into it but i don't feel like i don't know it's i don't know that's if you have a budget then i guess you should be pitching things right but like I'm from a budget, so it's like I'm not worried about. How free is something it. really? How free is a show? That yeah, night? no, it's very taxing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you put so much pressure on it, though, even if you have a budget or not, sure, it's gonna get hard to get off the ground. As opposed to just like treating it like any other show, like with no budget. You know, it's like what budget or no budget. All you have to do with the show is just try your best and kind of exhaust all of your resources. resources. Yeah. It takes everything like, like people, like people are like, Oh, like, like these, you bring your shows, like fucking bring your shows. I'm sorry, dude. And they're like, Oh, invite your friends. I'm like, dude, my friends go to my shows. (laughs) They don't need to go to your shitty ass show. (laughs) Fuck you flappers. You piece of trash, dude. Oh, are they the last ones doing it? No, people are, people are always doing bringer shows, man. Dude. 
man, we could talk for another hour about bringer shows. I did a bringer show. That was the worst time I bombed. <laughs> I did a bringer show. And I didn't bring anybody because I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. And it was uh it was an urban room and uh I was the only white dude there. And uh <laughs> I did it. I did a uh, set there once. Um, it was like a competition round, so I did the first round, quote unquote. I did fine. Go for the second round. That's where the money is, <laughs> and because uh, the first round's not by the way, twenty five dollars submission fee, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fifteen dollar tickets. You're supposed to sell to your friends, which I'm like, fuck you, dude. You're lucky I paid twenty five dollars. And then. Uh, the second time I go up and I do, by the way, there's judges. So there's three judges on the side and I go up and I do my joke and I don't even remember what it is. I think it was some stupid comment about how I was white and then, uh, it whiffed, it whiffed so bad. And then a guy in the crowd, like 80, 90 people, which is, which was really big for me at the time. It was like one of my biggest. And then, uh, <laughs> this guy goes, boo, you suck tonight. <laughs> And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, you're, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I totally felt him. I was like, yeah, dude, you're right. And like the way he phrased it was like, you suck tonight. And I was like, okay, yeah. Tomorrow I got this. That's but, right. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Yeah. It was a positive bombing. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> on the mic, I was like, all right, cool. I'm done. And then uh, the the host, Vince Taylor, he's, you know, running the light in the back. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Vince. And uh, he goes, uh, you got four minutes left. It's a five minute slot. <laughs> <laughs> and I legit go, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then so not only did I have like the worst set, I got heckled and shit like that. and totally pushed out. Then these three fucking people had to judge me and give me a score <laughs> to like my worst bomb ever. Ugh. And this guy, I'll never forget what he said. He said he had, he had a, a scorecard and he's like, hey, man, I just want to say I, I give you credit for going up there, but nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good then, job. And he held up a zero. <laughs> like, Fuck. You got all three zeros? think so i think uh, someone gave me like a two or something uh, thanks for trying yeah someone's like oh, that's nice yeah but uh and then anyways I, I go in the back i get my shit like all my shit was in my pockets so like i was like already halfway out the door vince goes no sean come here come here come here and then he's like man don't worry about it like people throwing bottles at me before he's really supportive about it. he's a super nice guy sweet uh, except for charging me $25 for a bringer <laughs> show. Nice guy, except for trying to squeeze money out of young comics. Uh, but a lot of people do How that. will they learn? Yeah. Yeah. How will they learn to not trust people in the industry if you don't take advantage of them first? It starts early. Yeah. Thanks, Duncan <laughs> J. Uh, no, it's... Uh, th- but then I remember we had that conversation. pretty nice about it. I, I, I looked to the right, and the guy going on stage was the guy who heckled me. Oh no! What a dick! Yes, yes, Ugh. and it was—it was a mixed arts mic. So he just sang a song. Oh, how perfect! He sang a song. Oh. He sat on the stage and sang a song. He's my favorite. His friends applauded him. Of course, standing ovation. Yes, and he won five hundred dollars that night. Oh, rent paid because <laughs> I sang. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. What a bomb. Yeah, dude. It was like a well-rounded bomb. <laughs> because 
probably 25 of that dollars was in that 500 dude i gave him tw- i bombed for 25 dollars. it was so bad dude i was so fucking pissed oh man i don't know if it's a great business model right uh comedy competitions um because some of them can be great it's sort of like movie festivals or any screenwriting like all the competitions of anything or some are good and some are fucking rigged as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah for sure. And, and it's like those comics that can like win either way. Like those are like Preacher Lawson from Orlando. He would, oh man, I would come in third <laughs> and he would come in first and his brother would come in second. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both out here doing great. But he was, he always stood out because like even when competitions were rigged, he would crush the people who would like bring, you know, 50 people. Like he would just destroy and so that's why competitions are cool you know it's because when you do get to a level like that you can show out and be undeniably better but that's incredibly hard to do more mics yeah man i I came in third in like every competition i've ever been in i lost to uh, rhino tool good friend of mine the only competition i was pretty pissed about losing i lost uh, but because I was happy for him, but because the winner of the competition got to open up for Ali Wong oh, and cool. John Mulaney Whoa. in an arena on campus. Oh, was it for what did they call that? Um, Where they all like meet up before football. It's we, not a pep rally. Like a pep. Oh, no. OK. It, but it's it's like a, it's put on by student. Like a student union. Like, yeah, yeah. cab. Mm-hmm. So campus activities board. Yeah, I went to something like that. I, that's the first time I saw yeah. uh, 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 Sarah Silverman on stage. Was oh, the, nice. FSU, like that would have been uh, great to like, see. Oh. Yeah, my boyfriend was going at the time, and he took me to go see it. It was great, and she bombed. Really? Yeah. Then she got heckled. That I was sucks. Like, it's a bummer. Eh. Happens. She it happens. happens. She did her sweater joke, which I love. And um, and like nobody laughed except for a few, and I was just like, what? and then she sang a couple of her songs, and then somebody was like, show your tits, and like, whoa, Florida, yeah, it's coming out of us. Reggie Watts, I think, had an awful set when like people were walking out on Reggie Watts when he came to UCF. <laughs> I love Reggie. Yeah, Jesus, so fucking funny. I love him too. I can't believe people ever would do that. I think it was Reggie. Doug Benson came out and fucking killed, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was T.J. Miller as the headliner at the time. Ooh. Ooh, hot, hot button. Hot bu- So what? Do we hang him up by his bootstrap? Or do we already have, huh? <laughs> yeah. Is he going to be a Deadpool 3? <laughs> no. There's this... <laughs> no, of course not. No, he's a, he's a crazy person now. So, yeah, so he's blacklisted. Yeah. Also, like, I didn't know about the thing, like, he did in college. Like, I wasn't aware of what, that. What, what did he... Um, Is he a molester? Yeah, it was... It was charges, Is he it was, it was charges like that, and then it was in college, and then he was put up by, like, the student, like, investigation, and instead of getting expelled, he, like, left the school. So, like... He resigned from school. Right. So, he left school to not get expelled, and he didn't... I don't think any charges were pressed either. Right. It was all done through the college. So what do we say about that? I thought we was innocent until proven guilty. I think that's guilty as fuck. Right? When the judge says... Uh, dude, 
What? Come on. It's just like, that's like an idealism, I feel. For it sure. is. It totally is. But it is the idealism. I'm not saying the court should be in the public, but like, you know, sometimes, come on. <laughs> so, right. But then what is what what does mob rule say then? Because that's next, right? I mean, obviously, that's exactly what it is. I mean, they've done like, I've done what I, they just like, he doesn't work anymore. And like, he gets work, but like when he gets work in like places like people, well, he'll go up a hot tub, people speak up. Like, you know, it's not, so it's, like it's a, not like he has like a, like an, something that's, this is, this thing is following him now. Yeah. Like I don't cloud. know. I feel like, you know, if you can't get criminal charges pressed against you, if you do deserve them, you know, and there is enough sustenance to really, you know, if there's enough evidence or people coming out and and it happens like you know it happened at, at my work like some piece of shit was running around and being a piece of shit and uh it's just like no presses were no charges were ever pressed against him now he's like suing our company you know it's like we're like people like need for defamation con- yeah people need like consequences you know like otherwise they're just going to keep doing what they do I don't know and what are the consequences are like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough subject, but you know, not everyone gets their day in court, you know, that ain't that the truth. Yeah. I got mine, but I have to go back. I'm suing charter communications. <laughs> really? Why? <laughs> Cause they took uh, out of auto payment from our checking account and cash up to like almost a thousand dollars. And they never replaced the money and they kept dodging me and dodging me. And I was like, all right, Fucking called a server up and had her go drop off some paperwork at headquarters. And now their uh, GM here in our town has to go to court and go pay, you know. And he and he actually gave me like a, a spreadsheet of where they said their the money went and where he put it. And like, we actually only owe you 100. I'm like, well, let's see what the judge comes up because I'm a better lawyer than you are <laughs> in small claims. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready, but my, it oh, got yeah. postponed because they don't roll over after lunch in this in small claims. It has to get rolled over to a new date. So I have to see him Christmas Eve. Oh, yep. I'm going to be in court for suing charter communication because they don't give me back my 700 like up to $1,000 now. Who picked that date? Oh, the court. That was what was next available. That's bullshit. Huh? It's not, a, it's not a holiday. Merry, Merry that Christ- ain't no holiday. Merry Christmas. Wipe the floor with those That's fuckers. right. <laughs> Sorry. I hope you pick a better career next time. <laughs> There's literally a Senate um, um, uh, uh, a report, investigation done over these uh, cable companies and satellite providers. And it literally states in uh, on, the, on the, the, the title of the report... Um, how these companies overcharge their, uh, how they overcharge their clients and never pay them back. Like that's literally the name of the the the, the, uh, the title of the report. Jesus. And it claims Charter Communications one of the most heinous of the companies. Digital uh, DirecTV is actually really good about returning money that they accidentally took, up to like a million plus in cash that um, Comcast and Charter and Spectrum all just hold on to, from like knowingly like they. Hold it, like Jesus Christ. There's, yeah, and so they just. So how do they do it? They just withdraw. You know, well, you think some grandma is going to take them to small claims court? You think some person who's like buried in their home, like sad, is going to go against some big corporation? No. 
It's going to be some fucking asshole like me who's got nothing else going on in his life. Who's going to go fight the man? Yeah. I have nothing else going on. It's my job. <laughs> and I got to see how this process works. And that's what I like. You know, I'm getting to an age where I really trust my confidence now. And I'm like, I don't think I'm the bad guy here. I think I'm actually exposing something that hopefully, you know, I feel doing all the research I have on this should be a fucking class action lawsuit mm. against all these cable companies for overages for all these like... Because the amount of money that they took is it equate to my VA disability paycheck for a whole month. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's how much money that they just won't give back uh, from a checking, an auto-draft checking account in our, in our name. Like, and just pure, it's pure th- thievery. It's theft. Le- yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to get so no, heavy, man. but like, no. I, that's they me. neither, they, I you will need be your at the Los Angeles courthouse. <laughs> Dude, can Eve. that be an episode of your podcast? I don't know if I'm allowed to. What is the rule about talking about your case? Am I even allowed to say any of this? Oh, <laughs> I think you might have to edit all this out. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Who gives a shit? Come yeah. and get me. <laughs> you talked to me on your podcast that 50 people listen to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know the law. <laughs> so good luck. No, I want to test it. I think that's no, the, yeah, the joy yeah. of it all. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't feel helpless, but I feel other people may be helpless and that I don't want But then again, I was in the courtroom that day and I saw immigrants. I saw like mentally ill. Like I saw like the works of the people, like everybody. It, I saw lawyers. I saw put getting their day in court. Doing it, like I've seen, like people I would never think to leave the house too. You know, there is. I'm not that special in that it's not that special of a thing. I'm just I'm excited because it's the first time I'm ex- exercising this beautiful gift that I get to do. You to sue somebody's ass. Yeah, get to sue somebody's <laughs> ass <laughs> for something that is literally can be with account numbers just completely looked up and like show me where that check came back show me where the account numbers line back up that you put it exactly back because he couldn't he just had a spreadsheet like his other manager or lawyer gave him like just go give that to the judge they don't know what they're talking about wrong dude lady <laughs> wrong dude jesus christ yep too smart I can't wait for you <laughs> i can't wait for this next podcast yeah <laughs> your next one's gonna be christmas day <laughs> christmas day Marriage. release yeah absolutely so after this my next big podcast it's like it's like doctor who episodes they only come out once every 15 years uh, <laughs> <laughs> it will be christmas day when i release my court proceedings <laughs> you should do another podcast before that this okay. is a good time well tell somebody else that you think should um recommend someone i would like some like i don't know Trying to think of someone you know. Who, but they have to like... Well, they don't have to smoke. I've had guests who don't smoke at all. So it doesn't have to be like that. Oh, dude. There's only one one person I can recommend for you. Who? Rhino Tool. Why? Because he's it's great. Oh, he's good pick? Yeah, he's a good pick. Oh, good. Okay, he'll be my next then. Now I'm going to call Rhino Tool and see what he thinks. Hey, Ryan, can you recommend someone for this podcast? <laughs> I can't think of anybody. <laughs> That'd be very rude. No, I think Ryan's great. I think he's he's one of my favorite people. I know he's one of my favorite people. He's, right. he's great. I'll send him a line. You should have him. You should have him. I mean, and uh, yeah, I hate to recommend just my buds, but I, I think he's one of my uh, favorite comics as well. Nice. Good. Yeah. But there's I, there's so many comics out in L.A. And they're so fun. Yeah. There's a lot of good I wanna, people. I want to name them all. They're yeah. great. Because you can name them all. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's like, how many fucking comics are in that city? Do you know? 
There's got to be at least 10,000 of us. Really? I think. Like, God. I like hope Like serious not. comics. Like serious, like that go out, that do or work or write or something like in the world, in the zeitgeist of LA. I think true comics, I think it's like 10, 10 15,000, I think it was. Good God. That's a little union. That's <laughs> a big union. Is it? Yeah, I think so, right? I don't know. I don't know how big are unions. Probably hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. So Fifty thousand. We could do an LLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. Like, you owe this much, though, so you better be raking it in. Yeah, it's just so we can auto draft out of people's accounts. Because it's hard because you can, not all comics agree with uh, each comic. Like there will be super divides. Like there couldn't be because there, there's too much of a yeah swallowing of such yeah it would be like instead of one giant llc it'd be a bunch of uh tiny mad corporations (laughs) 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 but no there's something you got here man it's it's fun it's fun to it's fun to be a part of it Um, it's it's, it's fun to meet uh, people like yourself and just genuine nice people it's it's a good time out here man um yeah this is years in the making though i used to be a dick (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um all right well do you have any like show shout outs or anything you want to put out there because i think we're, we're hitting no game. yeah we're hitting the three hour mark yeah, i believe this is done. insane i'm so sorry for but we ate we ate too that's good yes and then i forgot we we're doing a podcast <laughs> yeah, and then we have podcasts. it's great yeah uh, but yeah no uh so there's a great show which you should check out too uh it's um group shower uh every second and fourth thursday at the clubhouse so how does the clubhouse work because i always have to stand outside for a few minutes it oh the the uh there's a code don't say it there's a code do you know it six nine six nine pounds no it's not i wish it was that's a fun joke i make uh, <laughs> uh no it's uh i can give it to you it's not a secret but there's usually someone there to let you in anyways but i like that too in a sense just because i don't want any rando fucking charging and that's anything. exactly what it's for yeah just like people people off the street i don't mind that it's like group of entertainers just being at a place because that's what's cool about it yeah it's very that one in skip town playhouse which i haven't been to yet sounds like a lot of fun yeah i've seen things for it mm-hmm. yeah um i want to try that area but yeah clubhouse uh what's group shower group shower what time uh 8 p.m, 8 p.m. second and fourth thursdays come check it out if not go see any other show in los angeles just go see a show just go see a show just go see a show they're all gonna be the same that's not true at all <laughs> not all shows are created equal but when you find a good one mm-hmm. holy shit feels good thank you so much for being on my podcast thank you for having me this feels good oh, yay. yeah man say bye sean bye sean i'd like to thank my guest today sean for coming over and hanging out and eating chinese with me um and i always like to thank the listeners for tuning in again bye love y'all Theme music by Ron Halperin. Logo design by James Hasey. This has been a production of LandonCharlesHughes.com. Uh, to uh, my regular listeners, because I guess there's like a few of you, <laughs> uh, I just want to say I'm sorry that I don't come out with these more often. Like, if I'm alive, I'm trying to get them done. I just, this year's been tough with um, family stuff and. Uh, my family got hit with the Hurricane Michael and lost some stuff. So, But they're doing great. Everybody's doing great down there. They're getting it together. So proud of them. So, you know, they got it. And I want to thank everybody for their thoughts and prayers and for helping out. Whatever you've done, just even thought, 
or prepared. <laughs> you know, because it's sweet, because that means we're the zeitgeist, and that's what they need, because zeitgeist, you know, that means, you know, help will come if they need it. And so, yeah, they're they're cleaning up. Slowly but surely, they'll get back on their feet uh, in Panama City, Florida. Uh, uh, 850 strong. <laughs> panhandle strong. I don't know about panhandle strong, because there's like a couple of states with panhandles, and like, we can't just be the panhandle. But it's Florida, so they'll say yes anyway. But anyways, yeah, keep it keep it going. I'm proud of you guys. Keep it going. Um, it does get better. And I think about you guys every day. <laughs>